This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, June 3rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, authorities in Cape May County have arrested a former Ocean City Beach Patrol member on sexual assault charges. 40-year-old Jonathan Howell of Marmora was arrested Thursday following a year-long investigation. The investigation started in April of 2021. We actually talked about this when uh, the Instagram account OCBP mm. underscore predators began sharing dozens of anonymous allegations against unnamed members of the Ocean City Beach Patrol. The creator of the account told 6ABC last year that the account was created after a female lifeguard asked for help. According to an affidavit of probable cause, 30 recorded interviews have been conducted to date in connection with the investigation. In the interviews, claims of sexual harassment, sexual comments, sexual contact, sexual assault, providing alcohol controlled uh, dangerous substances to minors, and failure to properly address complaints were reported, according to the authorities. The affidavit states that Jonathan Howell was repeatedly named throughout this investigation as someone who engaged in this behavior. Most of the females that came forward were juvenile lifeguards at the time that they encountered Howell. His position as uh, of senior lifeguard gave him authority over them. In the summer of 2017, investigators alleged that Howell provided alcohol to a 16-year-old female and later sexually assaulted her. At the time, Howell was a senior guard who supervised the victim, the affidavit stated. He has been charged with sexual assault, official misconduct, and endangering the welfare of a child. Howell is no longer a member of the Beach Patrol, but is currently employed as a teacher within the Pleasantville School District. The Cape May County prosecutor says this is an ongoing investigation and urges anyone who has additional information relating to this investigation to contact the Cape May County Prosecutor's Office or anonymously through their tip system by visiting cmcpo.tips. The Philadelphia Department of Public Health has identified a city resident with a probable case of monkeypox. Testing to confirm the case is pending and the resident has not been identified, officials said. The threat to Philadelphians from monkeypox is extremely low, said the health department. Uh, monkeypox is much less contagious than COVID-19 and it is containable, particularly when prompt care is sought for symptoms. It also uh, has the distinction of having the name of uh, what I would consider probably a delicious cereal. Right, monkeypox. <laughs> you think that would be good? <clears throat> monkeypox. Uh, so there's currently a vaccine to lessen the severity of the illness and an antiviral treatment for patients with monkeypox. City officials are working with the CDC to investigate how the person was exposed and if they may have exposed anyone else since they became infectious. Did you have chickenpox as, as a kid? I did, yes. I did too, man. And, and, and uh, yeah, as, as did I. I. I don't remember the, um, were there blisters or what? I got, I got a little yeah, bit. There, yeah. Mine weren't like, bad, but, the, but that's how it manifested. Right. That's how they knew I had it. Yeah. Right. And the monkeypox, all the pictures that I've seen, the, the blisters are pretty big. Yeah, this is yeah, this is different than the chicken pox. Well, yeah. monkeys are bigger than chickens. Right. right. Monkeys are bigger, so. Stand reason, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pox would be bigger. Not all monkeys, though. Not all monkeys true, are bigger. Casey, there are a little bitty, you know, like sugar monkeys. gliders and things like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. those aren't monkeys. Are well, that's they? a mild no. case, Preston. No. Okay. <laughs> like spider monkeys, I feel like are probably. I have sugar glider pox. You there may be some yeah. really big chickens that we don't know of. I don't know. There's probably a breed out there that's giant. Like that friggin' head or whatever we saw the rooster coming out. The Russian rooster with the <laughs> uh, like the Clydesdale. Yeah. yeah, it's got the jeans yeah. on the chicken. Yes. <laughs> you know what I miss having um, monkeys and dogs and horses in the studio. Remember, I know. I feel like we went through a period. Of like we got every animal there was. Yeah. We did. Well, back to it. it. And one of those chimps ended up murdering somebody, didn't he? Like it was, no. No, 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 no. He, no, he, he murdered someone. He was passing they, bad checks. They sent him away before he murdered. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were coming home because they had like an enclosure basically 
in their house, attached to their house, and they were coming home, and he was out of it and, like, would be in their house. And, yeah. All right. Could, Louis. That was his Louis name. And, Louis. And Mike. Yeah. Louis. I hired them to, to come to, like, my niece's birthday party. That that that, that pre-murderer, before yeah. he murdered anybody, had all of my nieces and nephews oh, in his arms. Case, I did the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, who do you want me to take out? <laughs> all right. Start it all benign-like and do your thing and then go over and kill this one. Yeah. Louis Lou- and Mikey were, like, a business for that, for that they were, family yeah. for a long time. Yeah. They were in movies. Yeah. They were, yeah, it was. But yeah. they, they realized that, yeah, and a lot of those, as they get older, they get crotchety and they get very aggressive, so they had to yeah. stop it. They also brought us a bear cub, remember? <laughs> That's right. We oh should God. do, let's do an, itiner, or, or, uh, an itemized list of yeah. all the yeah. animals uh, that we all can right. recall. Not right at this very moment. No, no, no. But, no, 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 but yeah. all the ones that have been in the mm-hmm. wonderful wild world of the Preston and Steve <laughs> studio. <laughs> like uh-huh. a safari. Well, yeah. we're all Steve Irwin's, basically. Yep. <laughs> the current outbreak of monkeypox was first confirmed in a uh, British resident. On May 6th, the CDC reports that there are 19 confirmed cases in 10 states worldwide. Uh, there have only There's only been one death associated with this outbreak. A state court agreed Thursday night in a ballot-counting lawsuit with the campaign of David McCormick, who is in a neck-and-neck Republican primary contest for the U.S. Senate against celebrity heart surgeon Dr. Mehmet Oz. In the decision, Commonwealth court, uh, a Commonwealth court judge ordered uh, counties to count the ballot in question, although her decision could be reversed depending on what the U.S. Supreme Court does in the coming days on a separate case because of the high court's involvement the judge ordered counties to keep the updated ballots separate from other ballots and to count them separately the ballots in question are roughly 880 mail-in ballots that lack a handwritten date on the envelope the judge's decision uh, comes as the race between uh, the two is in the midst of a statewide recount roughly 900 votes uh, separate both of them in the primary That's crazy uh, yeah the may 17th primary out of more than 1.3 million ballot ballots cast even if the ballots are recounted many Republicans believe McCormick would be unable to make up the gap with Oz in a recount. Oz's campaign, the Republican National Committee, and the state Republican Party have opposed McCormick in court. State law requires a a voter to write a date next to their signature on the outside of the mail-in ballot returned envelopes. A handwritten date on the ballot envelope plays no role in determining whether a voter is eligible or whether the ballot is cast in time. In sports this morning... The Phillies, who were off last night, open up a weekend series at home against the Los Angeles Angels tonight at the ballpark. Zach Eflin will get the start. First pitch is set for 7.05. The NBA Finals began last night in California, and the Boston Celtics beat the Golden State Warriors 120-108 to in Game 1. Jalen Brown scored 24 points. Al Harford hit a uh, hit three. I'm sorry, hit six three-pointers, and the Celtics used the most lopsided fourth quarter in NBA Finals history to get the win. Hortford uh, finished with 26 points, and the Celtics outscored the Warriors 40-16 to in the final 12 minutes after trailing by 15 points late in the third quarter. Game two is Sunday night in San Francisco, and tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. In the NHL, the Colorado Avalanche beat the Edmonton Oilers 4-0 last night in Denver. Nazim Kadri had three assists in a two-minute span in the second period, and the Avalanche now have a 2-0 series lead in the Western Conference Finals. The teams head to Canada tomorrow night as the series shifts to Edmonton for Game 3. The puck will drop at 8 o'clock. In the Eastern Conference 
Conference Finals continue tonight at Madison Square Garden as the New York Rangers host the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 2. The Rangers lead the series 1-0, and the puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, uh, Kathy. You know what I realized uh, while looking at the Zoom feed of uh, Casey sitting on his couch in uh, mm-hmm. Wildwood? It's, it's like that person that you, you know, he like went on to vacation to some island and one of them never came back. Yeah. Like they just said, I'm staying here. That's what it looks I'm like. never yeah. leaving this spot. This is where I want to be. And that's where Casey is. So we're uh, a week into him uh, being in isolation. But hopefully back with us uh, next week. Monday will actually be on location. We're broadcasting live from Subaru of America. That's right. This is uh, Camp Out for Hunger. Now, we haven't been to Subaru of America for a couple of years because of COVID. And they've certainly earned it because of their contributions to Camp Out yes. for Hunger. Which, by the way, in one way, in one form or another, we have continued to do throughout the pandemic. Make happen, raise food. In fact, our biggest year was uh, was when uh, we were uh, that at uh, in, we couldn't in do a the full version, live yeah. ver- uh, event. We thought we were going to get decimated. It yeah. turned out to be our biggest year ever. Yeah. So, that, thank you to everyone who made that happen. But. They wrote a couple of broadcasts. Yeah. So we're definitely, at least we're getting to do one on Monday, thankfully. It's been a while. Yep, so Monday should be a bunch of fun. We really wanted the waffles. We are looking forward to it. They have great waffles. They have great all kinds of food, so we're we're stoked about that. So uh, that's coming up Monday, just a heads up on that. But um, other than that, we got to get through this Friday, and we have a lot of things to do. Uh, including the coolest teacher. So yesterday, we asked for the students of Pope John Paul in uh, Royersford to vote and let us know who they thought the coolest teacher of the past year has been. And certainly, they have let us know. And we are excited to announce the coolest teacher of the year at PJP is Mr. Eric Wall. Eric Wall. Mr. Eric Wall is a history teacher, and uh, he's been doing it for 20 years. He's been at PJP since 2014. What was that? This is our super huge jug of... School names. It's a joke. Oh, the giant mason yeah, jug. What yeah. was that? Did you drop it? No, or? The, just the lid popped off. Oh, the lid yeah, popped yeah. Off. Okay. All right, anyhow, we're going to choose another one here in a moment. But in the meantime, we would like to hear from history and government teacher, Mr. Eric Wall, just to uh, pick his brain a little bit and see how things have been going at PJP and just do the official thank you. So, Mr. Wall, if you will give us a call this morning, let him know. We would love to hear him at some point. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Marissa, can you give me a drum roll? Because we are going to choose our next school. You get the weekend to vote, and it's real easy to do, and we'll tell you exactly how to do that in just a moment. But, Steve, pull one out for us, please. Uh, I'm doing it right now. All right. And it is Williamston High School in Williamston, Williamstown, New Jersey. Williamstown. Town High School. Williamstown High School. Williamstown, New Jersey. All right. I assume that's how it's pronounced. Williamstown, you guys have at it this weekend. Please vote. Let them know. Anybody, if you know who goes to school there, tell them about it. Uh, let the front office know at Williamstown. And we'll give you the weekend to let us know who you think the coolest teacher of the past year has been. This is a nod to all teachers who do a great job year in and year out. But uh, one has made uh, an impact in your life. We want to hear about it. We've had an eclectic array of teachers. A lot of the teachers in the arts. We had a teacher that taught Latin. Yep. So all over the place. Yep, absolutely. So all you have to do is text the word teacher to 39333 and we will send you the voting link. All right? Text the word teacher to 39333. We will send you the voting link and then you fill that out and there you go. And on Monday, uh, we'll find out who the winner of Williamstown High School is. And if we could do every single school, we would do it. But this is the only way to 
kind of blanket it out there and uh, spotlight a few, but uh, this is in honor of all the teachers, so uh, thanks for chiming in on that. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. The Entertainment Report is up with the stupid question. Of course, we got your chance to win a $150 Fogo Show gift card, so don't miss that opportunity. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, super question prize. We have a $150 Fogo Show gift card. It's a good one, so we'd love to give that to you. The question is, what does the Seventh Amendment in the Constitution guarantee you uh-huh. as an American citizen? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. What does the Seventh Amendment in the Constitution guarantee you? Is it the right to party? Uh, well, you have to fight for that. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, 215-263-WMMR. Call now. I just have a handful of birthdays I'm going to go what? through quickly because we already have our coolest teacher who I want to talk to right away. Uh, Ian Hunter celebrates his birthday today from the band Mott the Hoople. Uh, he turns 83 years old today. So Mott the Hoople gave us uh, All the Young Dudes. Right, which is a Bowie song, right? That is correct. He wrote, wrote that. It. Yep. And it became a hit for them. And then uh, Ian Hunter, I remember, had a couple... I don't remember what his solo hit was. He had something in the early days of MTV that I liked, and I can't remember what the hell that was. Wasn't his son a VJ Allen Hunter? No, no, kidding. no, I don't think so. <laughs> but anyhow, Ian, yeah, Hunter, Ian Hunter, yeah, is eighty three. He today. wrote uh, "Once Bitten, Twice Shy," which did was he? No covered, way. Yeah, the Great White song. Oh, all right. And then he also uh, uh, he wrote "England Rocks," which was then modified to "Cleveland Rocks" for the. Um, Drew Carey show. Now, I never knew that bit of trivia either. Huh. He's a man we've really been short, short selling for yeah. so long. Yeah. He's accomplished so much. Oh, this is the this is the Ian Hunter version of Once Bitten, Twice Shy. I've let's hear a little bit. I've never heard this before. No. Goes on forever, though. Ian Hunter turns 83 today. Jeez. Happy birthday to him. Uh, it's Anderson Cooper's birthday today. Yes. Uh, a lot of people don't know he wrote the theme to Good Times. He did, yes. Uh, so he's that's a little hidden thing about him. Isn't no. he not expecting, or do they just have a child? A second child with his ex-boyfriend? I think mm. they're both taking care of the kids. I want to say. It seems to be that way. With the thing and the kids. Yeah, I think both Ian, he and Andy Cohen have two kids. Okay. No, no it's not he and Andy Cohen. They're... they're not together, but they both have two kids individually. Oh, okay. They kind yeah, of yeah. like do the same BFF stuff. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Anderson turns 55 today. Uh, singer Denise 
Williams. Oh. She had a hit with the song, Let's Hear It for the Boy. That's it, man. Let's give the boy hand. When I teach my male friends to dance, uh, that's the song that's I play. The one? Yeah. Okay. We did a cheerleading dance to that in like middle school. I think really? we were in like Let's seventh grade. Baby. Yeah, and that was they our like. Me <laughs> I think it was our like. Might have been for like the wrestling games. I forget what it was, but yeah, it was it was this. I okay. like sort of remember it. God. Are you doing do like, a little bit of the routine? Kathy just, just started to go that. into it. That was part of it, yeah. She started doing this little arm thing. Arm yes. thing. Do you need me to lift you up? Do the, oh. yes, do the lift. Uh, but not only that, uh, you would recognize her voice from this song. Yeah. Oh. She was the singer. On the theme to uh, Family Ties. Which she's the male like. voice. Uh, no, she's, oh, she's the, the female? Okay. It's, it's a duet. Oh, that's uh, right. By the way. Sorry, Casey, I didn't have you turned on. Were you going to chime in? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't worry about me. Okay, we won't worry about you. I know you're a big <laughs> fan of this song in particular, the Family Th- uh, Ties theme Yes, song. yeah, I am. Uh, so, Denise Williams like celebrating her 71st birthday today. And then the last one that I saw this morning, Steve, is Susie Quattro. Susie Quattro? Leather, Leather Tuscadero. Tuscadero on Happy Days. Yep. And uh, right. she, she had a hit with uh, Stumbling In, if you remember that song. Leather Tuscadero and Peaky Tuscadero are two different people. They are in the same family on the same. So, they're, they're I believe, Leather was her cousins. Right. I, I thought she, that, that was her niece. I don't know. Okay, okay, yeah. Or maybe they're cousins. Who knows in the yeah. show? But yeah. yeah, so they were both in, uh, of the same family. Yep. Riveting episodes featured them because both. Because the Jeep now, you know, the Jeep brand, they have a color that is called Tuscadero. Oh, um, is that right? And it, yeah, and it's and it's like a pink, It obviously, but uh, it's not a leather color, but it's a pink color. Yeah, it's pretty okay. cool. All right, nice. Well, she turns uh, Susie Quattro, 72 years old today. And you know what I remember from... Um, about her from uh, WKRP in Cincinnati for a couple of... Maybe yes. it was one season for sure. The poster? There was a poster yes. of her on the door to the studio. Uh, so there was a documentary about her. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's kind of fun. It's not like... It's it's on the order of the uh, Twisted Sister documentary, the early days. But uh, it's actually pretty good. She, okay. she seems pretty engaging. Happy 72nd to Susie Quattro. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What does the Seventh Amendment in the Constitution guarantee... You, 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Julia, see if we can get an answer. Hi there, Julia. Good morning. Uh, Julia, do me a favor and tell me what the Seventh Amendment to the Constitution guarantees you. Guarantees the right to a trial by jury. Trial by jury. Yeah. Yes, hang on the line, Julia. Got yourself a 150 Fogo to Show gift card, and Fogo is a culinary experience and the best place to discover new favorites. Like their new bone-in ribeye and bone-in double-cut pork chop as part of their full churrasco experience. You can make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's meet a teacher this morning, shall we? Yes. Pope John Paul, PJP as it's known, in Rofo. We asked to text in and let us know who the coolest teacher was. And guess what? We got it. Please welcome to the program Mr. Eric Wall yeah. this morning. Good morning, Eric. How you doing? Hey. It's great, man. It's a great honor. By the way, it's PJP the Deuce. PJP the Deuce. 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 I like that. <laughs> That's what it is known colloquially as? Yes. All right. All right. I like that. PJP it's Deuce. It's even hipper. All right. And you've been there since 2014. Is that, 2014, when, uh, is that yeah. when the school debuted? 
No, the school actually, I believe it was 2009. Okay. 2010. Right. Nice. History and government teacher. You sound pretty young uh, just talking to you. How long uh, have you been at uh, this teaching game? Uh, actually, I'm in my 21st year. Wow. Okay, so you're not that young. You just sound young. No. Well, they say yeah. teacher don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, friend's son has you uh, in, in class. And, uh, yeah, he, he was texting me, uh, telling me what a great teacher you are. There you oh, go, man. The, the, the check is in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So uh, wh- what's your what's your story, Eric? Where are you from? I'm from uh, Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. And uh, where did you go to uh, to school? I actually went to school at the Cardinal Doherty in, in, uh, in Philly, which okay. is closed now. And um, my daughter is actually a sophomore at PJP, the Deuce. Oh, Holly Ann will all get her a shout out. What is uh, uh, what's that like having your your own kid roaming school, roaming yeah. the halls where um, you well, work? She, she avoids me anytime she can. Of course, but I get all my teacher buddies to uh, you know try to embarrass her. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wild to have your parent teaching at the school you attend. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how has this uh, this past year been? It's a you know kind of a rebuilding year. Yeah, it's it's a little more normal than it was. Uh, Past couple of years, but it's still it's still stressful. Um, right. We've had a lot of kids out, a lot of teachers out, you know, for extended period of time. So, right. well, here's to an even more normal next year. Yeah, Dang, that would be great. Yeah, nice. <laughs> any summer plans? Uh, not right now. Just kind of hanging out. Okay, all right. Embarrassing your daughter. <laughs> hanging out's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, how is it uh, teaching history? Is it something you love doing? I love it. Yeah, I think I try to make it fun. And it was kind of fitting that you guys played uh, Quiet Riot right before I came on because I kind of inundate these kids with 80s music all the time. <laughs> and um, That's great. I think they're kind of, it's kind of growing on them a little bit. Uh-uh. So, nice. And, uh, I kind of always interject that into my lessons and things like that. <laughs> I love it, man. My my youngest is is fifteen, and so she's a freshman. And we watch Stranger Things together. It's our show, and mm-hmm. she doesn't mind all the eighties music. She's digging it. So I'm right. Well, actually, my my son is a freshman. Um, freshman in town. Just finished his freshman year. Yeah. Uh, like that one movie with all the uh, Mac is in. It. I can't think. of Oh, uh, almost straight. Yeah. Oh, no, not almost famous. Um, what was God? The movie that Fleetwood Mac is in. Yeah, on the soundtrack. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, Guardians there of the Galaxy. There we go. There you go. Nice. Excellent. All right. All that music. Well, listen, Eric, uh, on behalf of the students, we bestow upon you the coveted Coolest Teacher of the Year presidency coffee mug and T-shirt as a memento from them. That is awesome. And I want to give a shout-out to everybody, PJP the Deuce. Yeah, as well because they rock. Nice, awesome. All right, man. Listen, have a great weekend. Have a great summer, and uh, thanks for doing what you do, Eric. Thanks, and and you guys rock as well. Appreciate Thank you, it, man. man. All right, the Deuce, Eric, the coolest teacher there. History and government, and we congratulate him. So, up next, by the way, uh, oh, we didn't write down what school it was. Williamstown. Yes. Yes, yes. Williamstown High School, by the way, in uh, Williamstown, New Jersey. It's up to you. Text the word teacher to 39333, and we'll send you the voting link, and you will be on your merry way. And you get the weekend uh, to the vote to do the voting, so go for it. All right, so entertainment stories. Let's start with Matthew Morrison, guy from So You Think He Can Dance. Right. He used to be on Glee, right? Right. Uh, so he took to Instagram yesterday to set the record straight about his exit from the program. He said, uh, apparently earlier this week, a source told people that uh, he had an inappropriate relationship with a female contestant. They didn't have sex or anything like that. He reached out to her through, quote, flirty direct direct messages on social media. Which he says wasn't flirty. 
Correct, and we have audio to uh, pass that along. So here's what he said. It's really unfortunate that I have to sit here and defend myself and my family against blatantly untrue statements made anonymously, but I have nothing to hide. So in the interest of transparency, I will read to you the one message that I wrote to a dancer on the show. Hey, it's Matthew. If you don't mind, would love to get your number and talk you through some things. The end. I sent this because this dancer and I both share a mutual respect for a choreographer that I've known for over 20 years, and I was trying to help her get a job as a choreographer on the show. My Ah. question is, if he texted her, doesn't he have her number? Yeah. Um, No, he direct messaged her. Oh, okay. He DM'd her through social media. He slid into her DM. He slid into her DM. Uh, So he did say that he failed to follow competition production protocols. Which is don't bang the contestants. Or just you're you're not allowed to reach out to them like that. Well, uh, yeah. Because you are... You're judging them. You're on this show, and and there are parameters that you have to follow as far as... uh, even even lightly fraternizing with the uh, contestants. That's why it was such an issue when the judge went axe-throwing with Johnny Depp during the trial. Ah. It, it's, it looks bad. Yeah, probably would have looked bad, yes. Yeah, so. But anyhow, listen, I, I think it's it's dumb that it went to that extreme and they, they had to let this guy off of that show. But this, you know. Is this the British version or the, Ameri- the American version? Or this is the JoJo Siwa, right? JoJo Siwa is one of the judges. I don't know. And uh, he was one of the judges. I do not know. Because uh, I, I just love all those dance competitions. <laughs> I know, it's hard to keep track of all just of them. I love them dearly. By the way, Amber Heard's attorney, Elaine uh, Bredhoft, revealed on Thursday's episode of Today that Heard can, quote, absolutely not afford to pay the $10.35 million in damages awarded to Johnny Depp. Uh, she also added that the Aquaman actress has excellent grounds to appeal the verdict explaining that the jury was likely influenced by clips of the case that appeared on social media. Uh, The attorney said they went home every night. They have families. The families are on social media. We have a 10-day break. There is no way... They couldn't have been influenced. Can we mount a class action suit against them to stop them from going to trial? You know... Because enough! Has that ever been attempted? With just a general public suit. (laughs) We're just tired of you. I know. Stop it. Is any way possible to sue you people? Go live under the ocean like in the movie. Dude, you know some lawyer would step up and go, yes. (laughs) Yes. I'll take that. Absolutely. Hey, footage obtained from TMZ yesterday shows Bam Margera falling and breaking his arm at the Hobbit Skate Park in Delray Beach, Florida. I didn't see this. Uh, the Viva La Bam star told TMZ that he was performing a trick that he hadn't tried in over a year, and he sustained the injury. Uh, when Bam landed, he says that his arm bent backwards oh, with the bones nearly breaking the skin. And he had reportedly been attending an AA meeting across the street when he decided to attempt the stunt. Oh, man, I hope he doesn't take painkillers for that. I know, I was thinking the same thing, really Case. good road right now. And, yep. Um, you know, we talked about this last week with Steven Tyler, like, you know, just because you're in recovery doesn't mean you need to suffer, you know, but um, it's, it's it's a it's a tough oh. tightrope, isn't Ooh, it, Case? It's, it's it bad. is a really, really tough tightrope, man. Yeah. Oh, but I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, I've, I've had broken bones before and I didn't have to take pain medication. So, you know, yeah, but it was, if this to. is a compound fracture, man, you know, you said it would, the bone almost came through the skin. That's, yeah. that's pretty nasty. It's pretty yeah. nasty. You, you broke both your wrists, right? I did. Yes. Yeah. And you couldn't wipe, right? Uh, well, I did. I had a, ca- I had a cast on it and I got poop on the cast. 
Ew. That's not Isn't fun. that a new Young album? It's gross, oh cat. God. It was disgusting. Oh, my God. Wiping was difficult. Rope on the cat. Because my thumb was completely, uh, oh, it was no. it was covered all the way to the tip of no. the cast. Uh, so getting back there, mm-hmm. yeah, it was hard to do. Okay. You know, next time we help me wipe, Kathy. <laughs> can you bring that cast in so Kathy can sign it? I saved it for a long time. Actually, <laughs> not cast? that one. Not the poop cast, the other one. Oh. It was my left arm, so I, I don't wipe with my left. Uh, I had I had a, a famous drummer sign that, Steve Smith from uh, the band Journey. So I saved that. Is this poop while. on this, bro? Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm not signing anything with poop on it. Uh, Matthew McConaughey and his wife Camilla are launching a relief fund. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's I, that isolated right there. I'm not signing anything with poop on it. That was right. just <laughs> By the way, Casey looks like a cast member from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. He's this wearing is my a big hat. hat. Guys. Yeah, he's wearing yeah. a big sun hat. We can't see your face. It's all completely yeah, I, I can't, shadowed. I can't see your face. Just your chin now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So. yeah. All right, anyhow, uh, a more serious story. Matthew McConaughey and his wife, uh, Camilla, are launching a relief fund to benefit the uh, families of the Uvalde shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the couple announced the launch of their Just Keep Living Foundation's a Uvalde Relief Fund on Thursday, uh, days after Matthew visited the Rob Elementary School's victims' families. According to the organization's Instagram, 100% of donations will be used to support grief counseling, costs associated with the burial services, and other immediate and long-term needs of the community. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are stepping up uh, to also assist in all of that. If you look over the past couple of years, uh, Matthew McConaughey has done so much good charity work like he is he definitely walks the walk mm-hmm. yeah and you see him like dabble with running for a governor and things yeah. like that and i almost don't want him to because, because he's doing so, better work here it, yeah right. it's so divisive screw once, it up when you enter, enter the world of politics like, automatically people are going to hate you and yeah. it seems like he's just doing good yeah. without having to be political about it i i think he'll just stick to him when he does but we'll have to or, wait or maybe uh, become pope yeah, uh-huh. or maybe, whatever. Maybe go for it. All right, all right. It's Easter Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, oh. I'd love, I'd love that. First American Pope is yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, my God. A hot Pope. <laughs> yeah. We need a hot Pope. Ooh, hot there pope. was hot pope. Was it yeah, there HBO? Was Jude Law, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. They called right. that the hot Pope show. There were yeah. two, the, the two popes and then the hot Pope. And then uh, Pope uh, Pope Palooza, uh, yeah, Pope on a rope, totally Pope, <laughs> totally Pope. Here he comes up to uh, St. Peter's Square. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. Did you get uh, a chicken store Pope? Yes. I'm sorry. That chicken store Pope? Yes. Popeyes. Yes. Chicken what? Pope. Oh, oh. Pope. Yes. P- Popeyes. Popeyes. We can't hear you from under the hat. Pope. Yes. <laughs> Pope. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Derek Hoff and Haley Herbert are getting married. The Dancing with the Stars alum announced the news on This Instagram. is my wife, Herbert. And, uh, <laughs> They're he... cute. I, I like them uh, on on social media. I, I watch their videos and stuff. They're cute together. The, is she a dancer, too? Yes. Or is she yeah. a singer? No, she was a singer. No, no, no. She's a dancer. Uh, so... Actually, she had a very touching story, Preston. Her dream ever since she was a little girl was to own a monkey. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I thought she was a singer. No, no, she, she was, was a, a dancer. dancer. Jinx, oh my God! <laughs> Stop. Stop.
Kathy's right though. Their videos, they do little, they do like TikTok dance things and yeah. stuff. And normally, I want to vomit, but but uh, well, this... because it's a good, it's two good, good dancers, dancers yeah, yeah. Right. you know, putting on a bit I, of a. I follow Juliana Hoff, and she posts cool little dance Does videos she? too, and oh, she's smoking her. hot. And we super, need to super do super more that. You and I, Preston, you want to start like, doing very cute like the, the, dance the, routines? Yeah, there's the steering wheel thing now that's big. What's the steering wheel thing? You got to do, you know, this. Oh. Right <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're doing a TikTok later, and you guys are doing the steering wheel. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> see, I can't see you guys. I uh, I don't know what the... Um, neither oh neither can a lot of people listening on the radio right now, Case. <laughs> no, he okay. wants his he wants his connection so he can feel like he's part of the studio. Oh, he's not, I got gotcha. you. Did you activate your... Well, we see you in yeah. true Navi fashion. Yeah, you're not. Uh, I'm activated. You're not activated. I need you guys to uh, activate. Wonder Twins power activate. Wonder Twins. <laughs> Looks okay. like those guys behind the scenes are figuring it out. All okay. right. Uh, all right. All right. So anyhow, uh, so back to this engagement, uh, Derek Hoff and Haley Herbert. Uh, Troy Williams of Simply Troy Lifestyle Plus Events helped plan the engagement and told people that the proposal happened last Monday. While the couple was out of the house, his team moved out all of their furniture and burned it and transformed the space with 250 candles and 1,600 flowers. Well, they almost did burn it. Uh, the 37-year-old World of Dance judge proposed to his girlfriend of seven years with I love a you. Paris Jewelers ring, wow. while a soundtrack including Richard Walters Unconditional, Vancouver Sleep Clinics, Someone to Stay, and Come On Feel the Noise, and Ben Platt's Imagine played. Uh, Come On Feel the Noise came <laughs> right after he. She said yes. That's um, th- that is um, it, who did uh, wasn't Kanye that had uh, individual roses. In the entire floor of their house. Yeah, and then, and Kenny, then G. Kenny G was playing. Came in and played saxophone. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Huff and 27 year old Herbert began dating. I want you to be my wife! Girls, rock in 2015, after meeting on Dancing with the Stars, Herbert was a dancer on the show for seven seasons and four tours, by the way. Oh, no. So I just went into a Julianne Huff. Uh, yeah, Hall, Hall. while while you Ooh, were talking. Yeah, um, she... <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of her holes. Uh, stop! Stop! Okay. Um, what's up? She she's too much on the face. What do you mean too much on the face? She's not Makeup? looking like her. Oh, no, you don't like, think surgery? Done on the yes. Why would she have surgery? She... It, it's literally not looking like her. Herself. Okay, then oh, I haven't man. I haven't seen any posts. Like you sure you you weren't looking at Tom oh. Bergeron? Yeah, I see what you mean. Right? Like, it doesn't, it, it, she doesn't look bad, yeah. but it just doesn't look like her. Right. Uh, I hate le- that. A little less natural. Yeah. So. so there are a few people that, like, I just thought were perfect looking that, and, you know, it's just Hollywood standards. Like, Tara Reid, to me, was, like, perfect. And really? for some reason or another, you know, whatever she saw in the mirror or whatever her agents or just for her. Yeah, just for you. She, uh, Casey, she had... When she first came on the scene, Tara Reid had a little bit of um, meat on her. And I thought oh, she guy, looked yeah. great and uh, has effed with that. And she even admits she went far. Remember when she had the whole issue with her stomach? And I guess she'd had lipo that didn't go well and all that and stuff. And boob job, too. Yep, yeah. yep. Yep, exactly. She like Franken-boobs. Uh, all right, moving on. If you think uh, Wonder Woman isn't a queer icon, Linda Carter has news for you. A Twitter user wrote, Wonder Woman is not a superhero for gays. Uh, on Wednesday, and the former Wonder Woman actress responded with, you're right, she's a superhero for bisexuals. And then she linked a 2016 interview with Wonder Woman comics writer Greg Rucka, in which he discussed the superhero same-sex relationships. Uh, Carter continued in a thread, 
uh, saying, I didn't write Wonder Woman, but if you want to argue that she is somehow not a queer or trans icon, uh, then you're not paying attention. Every time someone comes up to me and says that Wonder Woman helped them while they were closeted, it reminds me <laughs> how special the role is. There was a great SNL skit where these... Uh, two lesbians were a ship had, had sunk and they were on a life raft and they ended up on the Amazon island. Oh my god! And everything the Amazons <laughs> were doing, we're like, come on! This <laughs> <laughs> is completely. We found heaven. Oh, that's funny. Hey, speaking of heaven, LeBron James is in heaven. He is now officially a billionaire, and it is a first for an active NBA player. This is the first wow. billionaire to be currently playing basketball. Uh, Forbes estimated on Thursday that James, who earned $121.2 million last year... Which is not a particularly good year for him in the sport, right? ...has a net worth in the 10 figures. Uh, James had said in a 2014 interview of a potential billionaire status, he said, it's my biggest milestone, and if I happen to get it, if I happen to be a billion-dollar athlete, hip, hip, hooray... Oh my God! I'm going to be excited. He's uh, he's notoriously cheap too, and he, he is that he, right? Self admitted, like in interviews, he'll talk about Stevie doesn't like paying for streaming services. He doesn't want to pay for like uh, Kathy. He hates paying for shipping. Oh yeah, yeah. And so like he'll and the interviewer was like, and, and it was all uh, a friendly banter. But the interviewer was like, but you're rich. And he's like, yeah. Why do you think I am rich? Like yeah. you know, he, mother effer. He, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's he's earned it, and what he's earned, he's keeping. Who's Kathy? the the wealthiest? I'm sorry, President. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to say uh, real quickly about shipping. Mm. Uh, yesterday, I had to order some flour. I was doing as a favor for someone from... Anyhow, yeah. uh, that's a different story. So I get to the end. I have my total. And then I click on, you know, get ready to purchase. Like fifteen ninety nine. And then it's like $20 <laughs> more. No, it shouldn't be. And I look and it was a... Uh, how did they categorize it? It wasn't a shipping fee, but it shipping was... Shipping and handling? No, it wasn't shipping no. and handling. It was like... Um, Arrangement fee? Some convenience kind, fee or some something sort? like that. And I'm like... What? Come on! But I, ha- I was under, I was under the gun. I was under pressure. I and had to get were, it done. They were taking it, and I just went ahead and got it. I'm just like, you got to be kidding! They were me. delivering it. Yeah, they were delivering. So two yeah, things: um, uh, Nick, who's the who is the wealthiest uh, athlete in the world, and Kathy, <laughs> what percentage of purchase <laughs> will, um, like, does it? Will you ever pay shipping if it's reasonable? You know, or, or will you I will never go out of my right. way to not pay three ninety nine? On my like whatever whatever the order is, I will. Hundred dollar order. You ever have you ever seen that the the shipping cost exceed the cost of the item well, itself? Yeah, if, if that ever happens, forget it. I'm done. Yeah. I don't care what the item is. I'm Screw over it. Company. I'm not getting it. Yeah, no, and, I will not. I will never, never. I agree. I will never do that. No, but I will go out of my way to get that three ninety nine deducted. <laughs> like I'll spend a hundred more dollars so I don't have to pay three ninety nine. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, so maybe you'll be a billionaire one day like LeBron James. Uh, Steve, currently it's uh, Michael. Jordan, um, and there are they break it down by uh, year sometimes, okay. but like uh, Jordan's worth over two billion. Okay, right. all right. So the, thing about, the yeah. thing about uh, LeBron is that, uh, or Michael uh, became a billionaire after his retirement from the league. Ah, so he's still active and is the only other professional basketball player to reach billionaire status. It's got to be that Space Jam money. He is uh, well. That helps, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he, you know, he's an active player that is um, kind of running the NBA right now. Like it's it's crazy how much power he as a player. Ha- and I love it, you know. Like uh, I love that uh, you know the players are actually starting to have power uh, in the NBA. But he really kind of like moves 
things and shakes things. Well, he, mar- he markets he markets himself a lot. He's on a lot of TV commercials. Well, off the court, his endeavors include his production company Spring Hill, a sports marketing business partnership with Fenway Sports Group, and investments in pizza chain restaurant Blaze Pizza. Not familiar with that one. As well as real estate properties around the country. So he's got his hands in a Have you ever seen uh, Blaze Pizza? No, never, yeah. never heard of them. There's one in University City. It's kind oh. of like this. Um, it's kind of like the chicken place and the cookie place. Like they're the this hot kind of new. Thing with the <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's part of uh, the cronuts where his money comes from. Uh, a couple of uh, movies coming out to make note of: Beavis and Butthead <laughs> will return on Thursday, June twenty third. The duo will make their first on screen appearance in over a decade for the Paramount Plus film Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. I, was, I can't take my okay. morning, Steve. When oh, I you sent, you sent the, the trailer, and and I you, I got the link, and I saw what the title was, and I started laughing when I saw it. I opened the trailer, and I just started giggling. I, there's something inherently funny in my brain about those two idiots opening their mouths that makes me laugh every single time. Nick, I hated Beavis and Butthead when it first premiered, oh, and I then love it. I loved it. So uh, it once you once you tie in, once they get you with one thing, then you're off and running because uh, it's it's all Mike Judge. Yeah. Yep. Uh, June 23rd. That's when you can look for that. And then I saw a trailer for another movie. I was pretty intrigued by. Uh, it is called The Menu, mm. uh, in which a commanding chef, played by Ray Fiennes, hosts an exclusive dining event that turns the tables on its guests. Anya Taylor-Joy and Nicholas Holt also, also star as a couple traveling to the coastal island where this prestige meal is being served. But soon the evening turns deadly, and the guests realize that they're in for much more than a lavish There's dinner. more on the menu. There you go. So the questions are, is it a riff on the most dangerous game? Is it cannibalism? And can you order off the kids' menu? Is it something supernatural? (laughs) All good questions that are raised by the teaser, uh, which provides little in the way of answers. But it looks malevolent and and dark. Listen, you imbecile. The chicken fingers and papa for the children. Uh, will be released exclusively in theaters on November 18th, but I think you guys will like it if you I like when the they, they do stuff like that. It, it's supposed to have sort of an Agatha Christie edge to it, Preston. Yes. All right, so uh, Casey is not here. Marissa is handling the sound duties. You're going to have to remember, remind me what it's called. Uh, it's universal in the, um, <laughs> okay, on the... Grasshopper. Yeah, on the grasshopper. On the left screen, on this left Zeta screen, in the left bank of... Uh, I got it, piece, yep. Where? It, is. Uh, it should be pink and it should be uh, you. Fuzzy. I got it. Here it is right here. here. It is. All right. I- I'm trying to touch that screen. There we go. There it is. Got it. We'll start with Fire Island opening. It's a rom-com starring Joel Kim Booster, uh, Baun Yang, and Margaret Cho. This riff on Pride and Prejudice centers on two best friends who set out to have a legendary summer adventure with the help of Cheap Rosé and their uh, cadre of electric of eclectic friends. Uh, it's hour 41 minutes long. It's rated R. Streaming today, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a big 96% rating. It's supposed to be very funny. Uh, also opening is the movie Watcher, mystery thriller with uh, Micah Monroe, uh, Carol Glusman, and Bern Gorman. 
Uh, as a serial killer stalks a city, a young actress who just moved to town with her boyfriend notices a mysterious stranger watching her from across the street. Hour and 36 minutes long. It's rated R. It's in theaters today. I have three testicles. Uh, and its <laughs> score is 84% at Rotten Tomatoes. That's good, too. And then finally, we have uh, Frankie and Penelope. Star is a drama mystery starring Kaylee Cowan, uh, Kevin Dillon, and Lynn Shea. While on the run from the law, Frank and his stripper girlfriend Penelope find themselves miles from civilization while traveling along a deserted stretch of dirt road. As darkness falls, they come upon a small motel and diner and decide to rest for the night. The next day, after robbing the diner, they suddenly become immersed in a hellish nightmare when the proprietor of the motel and diner, uh, Chisos, a psychotic, cannibalistic Bible thumper, along with his sadistic family, take Frank and Penelope on a life-and-death journey... Where escape is just a heart pounding breath away. Hour, 52 minutes long, rated R, in theaters today, and there is no score with Rotten Tomatoes. Well, we don't even have to go see it now. You just told us how the whole movie goes. <laughs> there it is. So, Bye. what you're, you're dealing with is they, after they release, obviously, Top Gun Maverick, this is how they schedule it. They, 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 they won't open movies big on a second week of a, like, they don't want to compete against the box office. For movies that are smaller like this. Yeah. Okay. And more importantly, guys, The Boys is back on Amazon Prime today. Today, that yes. correct. Yeah, oh, The first for that. three episodes drop today and then mm-hmm. one episode a week. All right. We now have the clips to play. We'll start with this. Matthew Riley directed and wrote the new Netflix film Interceptor. And in this clip, he explains the steps needed to gain creative control on set. And so how do you retain creative control? You let people inside your head. You you draw the storyboards. You you build a model of the set. Once they see what you want, they're on board, and away you go. Shut up, dummy. Interceptor can now be streamed on Netflix. And here's our next clip for you. Jeremy Irvine portrays Welsh actor Ivor Novello uh, in the World War II-based film Benediction. And here he talks about what drew him to play this role. Here we go. And so, how do you retain creative control? Okay, that sounds that familiar. Sounds like another guy. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> All right, here's the, the actual clip. Yeah, I read this one. Um, just thought that the dialogue was really beautiful and uh, sort of funny and witty, and, and I enjoyed saying the words. So, uh, yeah, so then I sent off a... Uh, an audition. What the hell are you talking what? about? What is happening? What was that? That was it? That was the clip? I don't think we he got to get this, these clips out to the radio stations. <laughs> is anymore? Was that, that was uh, Jeremy Irons? No, no, no. Jeremy I. Irvine. <laughs> yes, Robert Irvine. I saw, I saw you pull up Jeremy Irons. <laughs> I was so expecting. <laughs> on the monitor, and I'm like, no. I thought it was going to be Scar. No. People have asked me on, on these the, the improvs that I've <laughs> I come to know now. I think it was worse than that. <laughs> Hang on, let's hear that again. Yeah, I read this one. Um, just thought that the dialogue was really beautiful and uh, <laughs> sort of funny and witty, and, and I enjoyed saying the words. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so then I oh my sent off a, an audition. Mm. I enjoyed, enjoyed saying the saying words. The words. Mm-hmm. Okay, say some right now. There's no words on it. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can't read it. 
There's no, there's no words on it. We'll do it live. Yeah, thing thing sucks. Yes. <laughs> All right. That is our entertainment report from Hollywood this morning for you, my friend, as we lead into the weekend. Why don't we take a break and come back in a moment? We got stuff to get to today, things to give away, stuff to talk about. We'll do it all with you. Stay with us. Back in a moment. MMR is proud to announce another Bam Bam Jam. With Tom Kiefer from Cinderella. This is Tracy Guns. This is Phil Lewis from LA Guns. This is Danny from Bastard Pussy Jack. And of course, your host. That skinny bastard that used to steal pizza out of my apartment. My buddy. Jackie Bam Bam. Jackie Bam Bam. Be there Saturday, June 4th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, PA. Check WMMR.com for details. We've also stuffed Jackie's prize coffin with free tickets. So listen weeknights to grab them. It's a Bam Bam Jam, Gone Glam, from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I think, uh, oh, you know what? I want to, if you guys don't mind. What? I'm going to mention something. I said we are doing a uh, a live broadcast on uh, Monday. We'll be at uh, Subaru of America. Uh-huh. And this is uh, for uh, the Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, we haven't been to Subaru in a couple of years because of the pandemic, but we're going to be doing our show live Monday. We usually do it on a Friday. This time around, it's different. Doing it on a Monday morning, so we'll be in uh, Camden at their world headquarters. And uh, I, I, I haven't told you guys this yet, but I, I'm going to share something. You're going to reveal a secret on Monday? Yeah, actually I am. <clears throat> and I'm not going to tell you guys what it is, and I want people to be listening. All right. Um, and I hope you don't mind that I'm kind of surprising you with this. Uh, but Is, will we soon be introduced to Prestina? No, no, I don't think uh-huh. we will. But but it's it's big. It's it's a it's a bit of information that I want to share with you, and I think we'll probably do it in the seven o'clock hour on Monday. All right. So I I hope you guys just trust me that All I think right. that I think you'll like this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep it a secret from you. But I'm going to reveal it. I thought the live broadcast might be a fun place to do it. Yeah. So that'll be Monday morning. So everyone. Make a note of that, that we'll, uh, I will have a special announcement. Mm. It can't be that you're making us waffles, because they'll have them there. They'll yeah. Have yeah. yeah. Oh. Nothing like that. It's it's kind of... It's, it's big. Yeah, it's fun. All right. I, I think you guys will like now it. Now so very intrigued. I'm going to do that on Monday. But for now, we have to focus on today, and I think we got to dive into the world of food. It's time for the Connoisseur, yeah. the Casey's Away from the Studio edition. I know. And uh, listen... Is microphone on? Uh, He's trying I, to talk and we can't hear him. I'm sorry. Casey, I didn't have your mic on. It's on I now. I feel like you don't like me, Preston. Shut up. Okay. All right. You Shut should up. hear what he is saying in this studio with you not here. Yep. <laughs> I'll call you later. All right. Uh, is it worse than what you say? <laughs> to your face. You know, this is very appropriate, Connoisseur, because uh, yeah. Casey's eating raisin bran. Yeah. What are you eating? Are you indeed eating raisin bran? No. What is it? So I'm eating out of a raisin bran uh, cup, but I'm actually eating honey bunches of oats because I, I don't I feel can't. like doing dishes. So I've been using I the knew same it. one I over knew and over you again. were going to say that. So, well, let me ask you this. The, the, the cup that you're using from the raisin bran, okay... Oh, I don't think we've ever gotten that far into the connoisseur oh, music. I enjoyed that a lot. Yes, the, con- the the container that you're using, this raisin bran container, did you have to clean it out at some point? Yeah, I know. It makes no sense, right? <laughs> it's the same thing with dishes. He just shook his head. It's so, the same thing you, you have to do see, with your I, dishes. I've been using... But he'll get one less well, wash because he'll throw it out at the end. In this... 
Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, so I have one bowl that I've been eating my uh, my ice cream and lunch out of, <laughs> and then this bowl that I've been eating my breakfast out of. Wait, not is a, not I, a bowl? Is ice cream lunch hey, or it's just both? Just, no, ice cream is at night. Okay. Uh, lunch has been has been leftover meatballs. <laughs> okay, dude, I'm like totally living the bachelor life right now. It's pr- pretty great. Okay. Back to you, Preston. Thank you, Casey. Today is National Donut Day, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Now there are two National Donut Days. All right. right. So that if this sounds familiar, but apparently I the one it. on November fifth is a little less. This is like the legit. National Donut Day. So there's a lesser Donut Day? Yeah, that's what I read. The one in November's for pussies. This is the real one. Yeah, this is the real one. So, but there aren't any, and and I'm not sure if this is true or not, in this particular article you sent me, Steve, there aren't any special promotions or freebies being offered by chains like Dunkin' or Krispy Kreme or Tim Horton or I didn't any of those. I see any, and yet I remember them there being ones in November, yeah. which they're saying is not the real one. I know. What and is I, going on? I don't understand that, but nonetheless, this particular article states it that way. I want now, donuts. the thing about uh, donuts are you generally have to go buy them, but I did read in this article you sent, Steve, that there is a pretty simple way to make homemade donuts. I saw this. I thought you might find it interesting. I'd actually. Do you think it's kind of cool? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd actually try this. So this is just a super duper, really simple way to do it. Okay. So only four ingredients needed. I'll judge that. (laughs) Canned biscuit dough. Sugar, cinnamon, and oil. That's it. So all you do, Kathy, Uh you could even do this. Five people were rushed to the hospital (laughs) in broadcaster (laughs) Kathy Romano's home after trying what was called a, quote, simple method of making donuts. Mm -hmm. Paramedics on the scene said they've never seen carnage like this before. Uh, So, uh, yeah, Kathy, all you do is you you pull the canned biscuits apart. Okay. Cut a hole in the middle, fry them up in oil, and the cutouts can be used as donut holes. And when they're cooked, you coat them in cinnamon and sugar or frosting or sprinkles or something like, like that. Like the Pillsbury? Yeah. I mean, it's... It's not, the, it's not the same. It's just a way to make it at home. It's... I don't think... I think it's... I think it's a quick... I think it satisfies, Preston, do you agree? A quick... Yeah. Donut fix. But just for fun. It's something yeah. you could do with the kids. Yeah. I think I yeah. think we need a full pause here for a second, guys, because there are a lot of deals going on right now. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, uh, Dunkin' Donuts. You can oh. buy buy any beverage. Get a free donut today. Uh, duck Donuts. Uh, visit a store. Free cinnamon sugar donut today. Krispy Kreme. Free donut of your choice on Friday. So, um, Well, okay. we run on Dunkin'. Yes, so we do. Um, but uh, according to USAToday.com, yeah. there are lots of free deals, and uh, Dunkin' would be your first choice. Right. Of course. Because uh, we run on Dunkin'. That's right. But there, are, there are several other ones out there, including Lamar's Donuts. Lamar's? Okay. Wow. And, uh, Lamar Odom has a place. Uh, and there's a special at McDonald's. Why? They, they don't, don't have, have donuts. donuts. No. Everybody's, you know, jumping on this. Yeah. yeah. Jumping. Right, so uh, free breast reduction. Yeah, <laughs> you ever been to a uh, Tim Hortons? No. Yes, I have. Yeah, they, they got a deal as well. Mm. Oh, you know what? Yes, I did. Actually, we went to Niagara Falls because we were on the Canadian side. Me too, Preston. It's very Duncan-y, correct? So let's not... I don't remember. Yeah, uh, to me, it was. It, it had that same no, sort of vibe. No, it's, it's not. No, it's... it's I've, I've been to one. That's how it impressed me. It was more restaurant-y, if oh, I recall. Okay. Um, but... All right, give me that. I'm going to try that. What? Okay, the recipe? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give this to you. That seems easy enough. Yep, um, well, that sucked. I'll probably it'll probably suck after I make it, but I'm gonna try it. I feel like it's it's the equivalent of that recipe that was going around, like, hey, make easy cookies, and it was take a, a overripe banana, put some rolled oats and some chocolate chips, and you no, have like it. really good. Those cookies. are energy bites. Those, uh, but they tried to pass them off like cookies. That's what I feel like well, the donut recipe is. Romano, where hazmat teams have set up tenting as they bring out bodies. 
Uh, what Marissa's talking about, I make those uh, all the time, and they are so easy. And Do you? Yeah, they're delicious. It's and you're just, good at it? It's Steve, it's it's not about being good. It's just mixing ingredients. You don't okay. even bake or cook anything. Really? You just put it in the refrigerator. Yeah, once you add heat, that's where Kathy falls apart. <laughs> that's where I fall apart. Yeah. I think that's I pretty much it. A great salad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's why she doesn't like cooked fruit. There's a heat element. There's there. a heat yeah. element, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyhow, it is. It's National Donut Day. I've I've never tried to make donuts at home when I when I was a like a short order cook. We used to. They weren't on the menu, but we would make. Donuts there, and because you had a fryer, and that's how you make them. So we had, um, you know, again, I, I have a, an expertise having worked at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, watching the donuts made was a cool thing, and then there was an actual, uh, uh, there was a Munchkin device. There was a big like kettle with a crank, and it would the the Munchkins would fall out, and and what, in, was it with it from cutting the holes in the donuts? It was never the holes in the donuts. Really? Yeah, yeah. So they would they would take that and just recollect that and and okay. make other donuts with it. All right. Okay, I'm I'm dead serious. I have a question about yes. this uh, recipe. How do I know when the um to stop frying when, when it's the done? Finished. I don't know. You just got to try it out. Yeah, you make a couple. When the and... fourth fryer truck arrives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, when they when they're golden brown, I guess. And there's no like, like there's no amount. Like how like how much oil do I use? This is, no, this it's, is flawed. It's got to be a decent amount. It's got to it you know you got to at least get a little more, a little less than half of the donut probably so under submerged in. And oil. then that's going to imagine you're use vegetable oil, Frankenstein to cook, Preston. Yeah, that's know. what you need. That's going to like squirt up everywhere. No, uh, squirt up. <laughs> The oil pop and, pop. And cry. Yeah. Um, probably not. No. no. Uh-uh. All right. Because if it yeah. makes a mess, I don't want to do this. It might be a little bit of a mess. But... Uh-huh. Squirt up because I don't want to do it. But... <laughs> yeah. Things that squirt up, I'm asking. I'll stay married to you, but I'm not doing that. Uh, is that is that part of your problem with cooking? Is that it's messy? Uh, no. It's, it's got to be. No, no, it, not really. It's that um, it takes forever. It takes a long time. Uh, that is true. And I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with that. I have other things to do. Yeah. By the way, here's a, here's a text. Uh, Casey said that making the donuts this way is cheating. And they said, it's cheating, says the man eating out of a used cereal cup. <laughs> 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 what? What, man? What's cheating about that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let me see. Other things besides it being National Donut Day. uh, You're going to love this because Philly Beer Week gets underway today. It's returning from June 3rd to the 12th. It's going to look a little bit different this year, but it is back. I'm thrilled to hear this. Me too. Uh, The series of events will start with beer lovers across the city participating in a simultaneous cheer at 7 p.m. today. The cheers will replace the opening tap kickoff party that's begun the event since it was first held in 2008. Uh, that's not the only tradition that organizers are doing away with this year. Uh, the In the past, the second day of Beer Week has started with the Hammer of Glory relay. Yeah. Cross between um, pub crawl and Olympic torchbearer ceremony. They brought the hammer by here before. Yeah. Uh, the tradition required a series of runners to carry a hammer to different uh, bars around the city. If I had a hammer. At the final destination, it would be used to smash open the first keg of Beer Week. In the past, event organizers would also charter a bus for those who wanted to follow the hammer through the city. Huh. And according uh, to the uh, post on their Facebook page, it said, we don't have the human power uh, that we have had in the past to plan these things. I'm sure it'll be back, but this year they're not quite yep, there. Yep, still wobbly, but it's back. A slight yeah. amendment, the hammer is back. It's actually happening tomorrow. They just announced it really? last night. Yes. Yeah, so, so they are going gonna... to do it? They just announced it. Yep, so okay. it starts 10 a.m. in the Chamonix Creek and ends uh, at Memphis Tap Room at 6.50. Okay. You're, uh, so... you're big into this, Marissa, right? Yeah, I'll be at in a fact... couple of these events. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One is a uh, a yacht rock party next week at Vargabar. 
I, I love hearing you talk about your schedule. We're going to a we're going to a flower party at Bling Blong. Yeah, and the names. <laughs> Free trepkies to the first four hundred Morshkins. <laughs> the hell is she talking about? Uh, there are dozens of events planned at venues across the city. By the way. Uh, and this year, 100% of the proceeds will be going directly to the Michael James Jackson Foundation for Brewing and Distilling. Casey, have, have you met Michael Jackson before? I have at uh, the Great, the Amer- Great American <laughs> Beer Festival. He was like a, a big wig yeah. in the world of was brewing. He? Yep. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he's a celebrity. Yep. Or is he still alive? I thought he passed no, away. No, he died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he provide uh, the the event will provide scholarships to people of color working in those industries. Uh, tickets are available or, uh, available for sixty five bucks on Eventbrite if you'd like to be a part of Philly Beer Week. And Philadelphia was kind of the originator of this, uh, at least this massive embracing of this culture. Correct? Marissa? Yeah, I didn't realize that Don Russell is you know the the leader of it. He started it I don't know a long long time ago, and then um, is that obviously Joe yeah yeah yeah, okay. and then it's taken many taken many iterations since then, and some new people have taken it over, and he's handed it off and all. But um, it's something we can't let go away. It's yeah. got, it's 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 embraced by the city. It's too cool to do without. Yeah, all those Philly beer rigs all over the country are fo- are started here in Philly. Awesome. Excellent. So it's back and it starts yeah. today, guys. There's an account called Philly Loves Beer. If you check that out, they're sharing tons of events that are happening and uh, whatever your local favorite brewery is or, or bar, they're doing something. So just check their Instagram pages. Okay. Here's another thing from the connoisseur file to pass along to you. People have been returning to movie theaters as the pandemic fears fade, but the theater chains are now facing another problem. Steve, I hate to say it. I know. A popcorn shortage. I saw this. The Wall Street Journal reports that farmers are being paid more to keep growing corn for popcorn as other crops like soybeans have become more lucrative and also don't require the costly fertilizers need needed for growing popcorn. for them if they need it? Uh, there's also a problem with having enough truckers to move the popcorn, a supply chain issue that's been hitting many industries. I watch popcorn truckers on Discovery, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, their their loads are always very light, and uh, even a supply problem with the material that uh, lines the bags movie theater popcorn comes in. I just got so uh, on a, on a different but yet uh, tangential note. I every couple of years I buy a popcorn popper, and I just bought uh, you know a regular stirs the kernels around on the bottom and and pops it up. I, I love it, and then eventually, it, no matter how much you clean it, it gets so filthy, you got to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they only last so long. Yeah. Popcorn was a conversation topic last night for me and, uh, and Andrea and my son. We were sitting around having dinner, and Ben won this competition not that long ago. And uh, the, one of the prizes, Steve, that it was a group competition, was a thousand dollars of popcorn. Thousand dollars, oh, yeah. What? So it's for the yeah. It was like the, I would love the that. fancy popcorns, <laughs> and you know, and so and it is it led me to reminisce about um, my dad every year for the Christmas present that one the one of the Christmas presents his company gave him was the tin with the three dividers, yes, and the, the yes. cheddar, Jeez, and then yep. uh, I think it's just like standard butter popcorn, and then the caramel popcorn on the other side. And yeah. I, I loved getting that caramel corn. Year. Well. Is it is kettle corn the kettle same? Corn is sweet. Caramel corn is different. Yeah, right, yeah. not the same. Car- uh, caramel corn is different. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that, uh, but every they're both year. great. I I love them both. And that was a Christmas present every year for my dad's company. I miss it. It was it was a nice little God. holiday reminder. Hershey Park. When you walk in, they have a kettle corn oh place God. right at the beginning, and it smells. It just sets the tone for I the shoot. day. You shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're gonna be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> 
yeah. And they, they got you. They're so smart with the placement of that because yeah. you're going to come in and buy it or when you're leaving as mm. the, the park starts to close, yep. you're going to grab up bags. Uh, so, yeah, so there's a there's a supply problem uh, with the, the popcorn thing. So still this residual stuff uh, from pandemic is happening. Is that, is that your, what would you say is your number one movie theater food? Uh, chocolate, something chocolate, Snickers. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a popcorn guy anymore. I used Oof. to be. Uh, but it gets. Um, I've had too many occasions where the kernel slivers. Right. That's why I don't I've got it in my gum, and it's painful, and and sometimes hard to get out. So it's not worth it anymore. To uh, you just bring the little um, flosser thingy with you, and, and you're all good. It doesn't always work. Well, just look for an outlet. You plug it in, and um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bring a water pick uh, with me to the theater. Um, uh, but but no, uh, uh, something chocolate. Okay, yeah, uh, popcorn is, for me is the way to go. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, what else we got here? Let's... More for the connoisseur. Uh, let's go to some sweet treats. Oh yeah. Uh, Insomnia cookies, late night cookie retailer conceived by a University of Pennsylvania student in 2003, is relocating its corporate headquarters to Center City, mm. and it will take over a 26,000 square foot space formerly leased by Walgreens. At number one South Broad Street, just below City Hall, and directly across from the Ritz Carlton. This is a major, um, you know, increase in size. I remember years ago, Preston. You remember having this guy? It had to be this guy because they just had started Insomnia Cookies, mm. and um, that was the, the whole mindset was to cater to the, you know, the uh, what they go to four a.m. I think. Yeah, yeah the late the college, yeah, the, the college kids. The college kids. Yep, exactly. In fact, um, yeah, his name is Seth Berkowitz. Uh, was a junior at Penn when he started uh, baking cookies out of a West Philly house that he shared with nine roommates. Nine? Uh, yeah, nine times. Nine times. Uh, Insomnia's first store opened in 2006 in Syracuse, and it uh, built up a fleet of food trucks that uh, roved college campuses before becoming brick and mortar uh, only in 2016. Uh, and in 2018, Krispy Kreme bought a majority stake in the company. Oh, no way. I didn't know that. That helped, yeah, really Wait, boost so, it. hold on. But but they started in Philadelphia, right? Um, I thought they no, did. No, he started cooking in, in, in Philly here, but they didn't uh, open their store... In 2006, that was in Syracuse. But that was that was the first store. So, like, they yep. used to just deliver the cookies. That took place in Philly first, right? Does anybody know? No I idea. Know. Okay. And this... It sounds like he's from Philly and just opened his first store there. Yeah. Oh, it might be. All right. right. But, my, but what I'm saying is, is he started the whole concept, I think, in Philly and delivering those cookies before he opened that store. I know uh, one of their marketing directors. I'm texting her right now. She's okay, working the Flyers. Out. And um, she's been in charge of the South Philly division of Insomnia Cookies. So uh, they wanted to do something for camp out last year. Anyway, I'll, I'll text Sarah and uh, maybe we can get to the bottom of some of this. Yeah. Have any uh, of you guys uh, if they can that? write what they did on the inside of a box of cookies that they deliver here today, okay. that'd be great. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> Dear Sarah, <laughs> on the box delivered today... <laughs> There's that new bar that's in South Philly. It's right across from Pat's and Gino's, and it's like the cookie incubator. And you go in, you build your own cookies. What? And then they opened a speakeasy in the back, so you can Ooh, get boozy fun. milkshakes with cookies that you create and things like that. It's an activity. Boozy milkshakes? <laughs> Kathy's face. She said <laughs> activity, and I was like, oh. Hmm. Oh, you said boozy, and I was thinking bougie, because this sounds very bougie. Ah. Oh, right. I thought that's what you meant. There's booze in the milkshakes. You can make boozy milkshakes, or you can just do regular milkshakes. And cookies and, and activities. <laughs> it's wonderful. And I don't have to cook anything. So the new spot they have is a uh, three-story space. It'll have a ground-level storefront and second-floor test kitchen, kitchen, which will be outfitted with ovens, mixers, ice cream freezers, and more for the company's cookievation team to use in research and development. And the cookievation team develops new flavors and products for national distribution. Recent works 
include a red velvet cookie and little dippers. Whoa. Little which are dippers. mini cookies paired with a side of icing. So I um I, so I do they have in house taste testers or do they beta test with people That's a good question. off the street? I would imagine they do both. Yeah. I would yeah. imagine that they have the, the R&D team uh, go at it, and then they've got to have uh, people right. come in and, and try it out off of the street or just, you know, average non-corporate people. Uh, the third floor, by the way, will be home to corporate offices and conference rooms. More than 80 full-time employees will work on a hybrid basis out of the Center City site, which will be adorned with neons and insomnia's purple signage as well. And by the way, yes, uh, Marissa, uh, they have the at Broadham, Washington, and at Ninth and Wharton are uh, some new outposts, and uh, the one at Ninth and Wharton is where the Cookie Lab Speakeasy opened last ah. year. An expansion into more residential neighborhoods demonstrates their desire to follow the consumer. If you want to, if you ever look at the um, be around Maniunk late on a Friday, look at the insomnia cookies. It's, it's just hopping. <laughs> mm. uh, by the way, despite uh, being a national chain, its two hundredth store opened in Exton last summer. Huh. And Insomnia considers Philadelphia one of its most important markets. Is that? Oh, that was your dog, Casey, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's Reggie. Yeah, that's, that's not yours. My, that's, that, that's Kathy's stomach growling. Um, yeah, I don't know who's part. Reggie, come here, buddy. All right, while he's calling his dog, we'll go to another story. How about this? Uh, Taco Bell's Mexican pizza is becoming increasingly hard to find just less than two weeks after it returned to menus. Demand for the item was seven times higher than when it last appeared on menus two years ago. Well, that's great marketing. Well, I wanted to try it. Like, because of this hype and and everybody's so excited that it It worked. I didn't didn't know what it was, and and I want to try it, and I didn't jump on it. You know, Dolly Dolly Parton's a massive fan, and they hired her to write that, that, right? Wasn't that the thing she wrote? uh, Oh, the TikTok. uh, They were doing, like, a play on TikTok. Yeah, and I think that's been on hold uh, for the time being. But anyhow... Uh, so it's prompted many lo- of the locations to sell out of the Mexican pizza. For example, the company said one fan bought 180 of them in a single order. <laughs> that's, uh, that's too many. Uh, Taco Bell <laughs> said on its website, I'll eat them here. <laughs> because of the incredible love for the Mexican pizza we have begun selling out across the country, our restaurant teams trained weeks for what we knew would be a big return. We just didn't realize how big. And replenishing the beloved menu item is taking longer than we'd like. Uh, they said they are working diligently with their restaurants and suppliers to get more ingredients for the pizza and hopes that it returns permanently to menus by this fall. So it may be a permanent menu item. You have this kind of success. I don't see why you wouldn't do that. Totally. Yeah. And I get the idea of having a novelty thing uh, uh, arise from time to time. But if it's if it's a, a desired menu item, you'd be stupid to keep it off. Of the Put menu. it on the friggin' menu. Yeah. I think maybe the the way to go here, and it worked with Popeye's. Like, who knows if Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich was actually really that good or if they purposely um, made it uh, less available so that it seemed like the demand for it was so high because it was so good. Taco Bell's like, that's a pretty good idea. Uh, we're going to introduce the Mexican pizza. We're going to uh, give less supplies so it makes like it look like it's in super-duper high demand, and then more people right. are inclined I don't, to go get it. I don't think that works with a chicken sandwich, though, because no? 
how many different places sell chicken sandwiches. You can get a yeah. chicken sandwich anywhere. You and can, but Popeyes is different. You know, Popeyes. I, I, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's yeah. you. You, you got to back it up with taste. There, there's yeah. no way it's going to get to the proof is in the chicken. <laughs> that, that, thank you, Gene. <laughs> the proof is in the chicken. It's it's still got to be good. It's still got to be really good. And no, I agreed. agreed. I understand what you're saying, Case, but I I don't think that that marketing actually works. No, I don't think so. You just my opinion. Creating the impression. Creating of, the impression because you're still. Look at you. You, you want to eat the pizza though. It. The pizza taco you wanted. That it, it worked on she you. She wants to try it. I yeah. want to try it, right. but I don't think that that's causing. I, I think having a, a low supply of it is not right. causing more people to go get it. All right. Well, you remember when we had our Carpe Banana um, T-shirt available at the WMMR Rock Shop? Well, they sold out immediately, Kathy. And, like, we just got a limited supply uh, that is available at WMMR.com right now. And so... So you're going to see if we sell out. (laughs) (laughs) Also, talking about it on the show helps to sell, too. Uh, By the way, Taco Bell introduced the Mexican pizza in 1985. It was originally called the Pizzazz Pizza. What? That's a terrible name. Taco Pizza is better. (laughs) I agree. It's plain, simple. Spells it out for you. All right, we got time for another thing or two. All right, thank you, Marissa. How about uh, this one? Okay. All right. General Mills has a couple new takes on Cheerios. Uh, banana caramel Cheerios and honey vanilla Cheerios. I had the honey vanilla. Did I you? was I was intrigued by the name of the flavor because yeah. I like uh, vanilla uh, in a lot of stuff. I right. just I love that taste and disappointed. I was very disappointed. Very disappointed. Yeah, I I, I, I didn't even finish the bowl, of uh, which is rare for me. Were you using a bowl, bowl or the container for another cereal? <laughs> I was using uh, Apple Jack's container. <laughs> Maybe that's what did it. I don't know. I think I have one of those. Flavored, <laughs> uh, I think flavored cereals are uh, are bunk. I, you know, I, if I'm going to have honey and or vanilla as a part of my Cheerios, I'm going to add honey, honey or vanilla. vanilla. You know, it's like the banana caramel. I, I'll, I'll slice a banana and put it on there. Man, the Special K vanilla almond. That's my jam. That's good. I love it. All right, yeah. but is it? It's it's not. Is, is it like more of a subtle flavor? Because sometimes they just yeah. jam that. It's it's, it's, it's too I much. I think that's too what happened with the Cheerios. Yeah. I think they they put a little too much in there. We should call them. Yeah. So you know what I like? And, yeah, and please write your explanation on the inside of a box you've sent over. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no. What I'd say is this: um, the chocolate Cheerios, I think, are pretty good. Yeah, Have you had those. I haven't uh, had those. Uh, but to me, regular Cheerios. You know, with a little bit of sugar and the, and the milk and the whole thing, that gets it done. Uh, the Honey Nut, I think, are the... Is that your favorite? That's the perfect yeah. one. Yeah, the, the plain churros are a little too plain for me, but we all have our own personal taste, and that's how it goes. All right, one more thing from the connoisseur, and then we'll move along. Heinz is launching an Art of the Burger nationwide competition uh, in search of the ultimate burger creation. The winning burger will be featured on BurgerFi menus in fall of 2022. Uh, the creator of the winning burger recipe also wins twenty five grand, and fifty oh. runner ups will get Heinz uh, Art of the Burger merchandise. Do you know what? Uh, just in relation to this, Preston, we just heard uh, Casey. I know you you got the invite. Uh, the Burger Bowl officially is on this year. Oh, yeah, it's back. Yeah, yes. and it's a sensational thing. A lot of these burger concepts will appear at that. Heinz is asking participants to use Heinz sauces to create a Heinz art burger inspired by one or more of these artistic themes, okay? So you have classical, maximal, minimal, sculptural, 
and experimental. So do they have to be based on classic works of art like The Scream or... Uh, maybe that's that. Maybe that's it. I, I don't know. Like they're or, all just Jackson Pollocks. <laughs> right. Or, or musical themes. Right. You know, it could be a fanfare for the common man. Cabaret. Uh, so to win... Uh, you post a photo of your best burger creation on HeinzArtOfTheBurger.com or post it to Twitter using the hashtags HeinzArtOfTheBurger and contest. And the competition will run through July 12th. So you got some time. If you want to blow uh, to away kick around the ideas. someone at your house, yeah, you you got the grill going, what kind of burger are you going to make them? What 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 is your, I'm going to rock your world burger? Um... You know is it just a standard? I yeah, uh, I, I keep it pretty basic. And, and I like burgers that. are something that I don't try to show off on. Burgers are hard to grill, I yeah. think, because uh, they flame up a lot. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they, they, there's a lot of fat coming out of there, and you get a lot of uh, fire. And you definitely don't want to cro- close the lid because then you've got a full on smoke show going yeah, on yeah. at some point. So, press. I have the uh, Blackstone griddle, and that thing is great for making burgers. I mean, yes. you're essentially grilling outside, but it's it's a griddle, so it's a fryer. Yeah, so um, it's like cooking on a frying pan, but you have enough room to cook a whole mm-hmm. lot of burgers if you want to. And so, what I like to do is I like to do diced up pickled jalapenos uh, mixed in with the meat, and then Steve, Ooh. I also like to do like a nice little hidden surprise of cheese in the middle of the burger, right? Um, Do you know I make it, I, I'm I'm pretty proud of. I, I'm not a good cook. I'm like Kathy, but I can make a burger. Are, All right. are you though? <laughs> if you you're can make a burger, you're not as bad. <laughs> uh, no, I like the idea of adding the the jalapeno into the meat, Casey. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. What I don't like is adding things like pork into a burger or adding a, like sauce. I don't know, man. Robert Irvine gave us a recipe one time. It was pretty badass, and you blend up a uh, a piece of bacon. And a uh, and a hot dog, yeah. And then oh, you no. then you add that into the ground beef, and it adds a layer of yumminess to it. That's really that sounds great. like Cliff Huxtable's uh, bacon burger dog. Bacon burger dog, <laughs> yeah. And then you pop in some Benadryl. Yeah. We don't talk about him anymore. <laughs> All right. No, Cliff Huxtable is fine. Bill Cosby is the predator. That's right. Remember. <laughs> All right, so if you got a good burger recipe, do it through Heinz. You might win yourself twenty five grand. That's it. We're done. You might learn something. You might. (laughs) You might might burn something. Cooking with pharmaceuticals. All right. Uh, Well, listen. As we take a break, we got Jurassic World Dominion uh, passes to give away. I got four packs uh, to set you up with. The screening is going to be on Tuesday. UA King of Prussia at 7 p.m. And cool. we'll take uh, callers 9, 10, and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. So give us a call right now, and we shall set you up, friend. We're going to take a break. Be back in a second. Some bizarre file stories are coming up next. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them, too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have the Bizarre File to do, but before that, we got to welcome ourselves to Friday. Pizza, 
speaking to the gang and Froggy uh, at the uh, MMRBQ, and apparently they have recorded a studio version of that song. Wow. Now, I love that version. Yeah, it's fantastic. That we got at the Camp Out for Hunger, but they have recorded another version of it. Uh, their producer is tweaking things, so we might have a different version to play. I love them. At some point. And of course, they played that at the uh, MMRBQ as well. That was a driven, loud, kinetic set. They yes. were awesome. And in fact, they closed with that song. Yes. That was their, that you, was their showstopper. Did you jump up? I got up and banged my head. Yeah. yeah, I ran out in the middle of their uh, their song. There's video of your head banging on our Instagram page. Oh, it's I fabulous. I got to see that. All right, time to do the B-File. Here we go. Now, WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site. Delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com. All right. A possum walked into a Brooklyn bar. Sounds like the setup of a joke, but it is actually the setup to an only in New York story. It's the story that made Sarah Fulton a local celebrity for what she did at Temkin's Bar on Thursday night, this past Thursday. Uh, She's known as a hero for saving all of the terrified bargoers from a terrifying possum. She said, (laughs) I was outside hanging out with my friend outside the bar. The door was open, and all of a sudden we see this critter run in, and we looked at each other, and we were like, was that a dog? Is that a rat? It was huge. Uh, She said, we both looked at each other, and we were like, that was too big to be a rat. It has to be a possum. So video shows Fulton going over. She grabs this possum by the scruff and picks it up and then walks out of the bar and sent it on its way. No fuss, no muss. And she said it was no big deal. She's not from Brooklyn. She's from Alaska. There you go. And the possum is tiny compared to the moose family that used to live in her backyard there. I got this story sent to me a zillion times. Um, And so I watched the video and I'm watching it over and over again. I mean, she doesn't even, like the thing was kind of, it ran into the corner. Yeah. Like she she was like bending over a chair. Like, I I don't understand. To get a good angle. To get a good angle. That's risky, man. Right. Mm -hmm. And just put her hand down there and picked the damn thing up and then walked through the bar with it and took it outside. She said, I'm from Alaska and I used to go camping with black bears hanging out at my campsite. I think it was just instinctual. (laughs) I just like went up to him and I was like, hey, I know you're afraid. And I was like, all right, I think I'm just going to scruff you and take you out because that would be the least painful for you. Uh, Everyone else in the bar panicked, all right? (laughs) Uh, the only wildlife most Brooklynites are used to are rats and cockroaches, making them way out of their depth that night with the possum. Uh, bartender Rachel Besmer said, I mean, everybody lost their minds. They said, we couldn't believe this was happening. I grabbed my phone. I didn't know who to call. I was like, this is not what people do. And by the time the job was done, Bolton was the toast of the town, or at least the bar, Drinks were lined up for her after that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Bessmer said everyone bought her so many rounds, it turned into a party <laughs> afterward. Fulton said, they're like, you're a hero. You're a celebrity. I'm like, what? No. For me, it was just a wild animal. Uh, but I have to realize uh, that I'm not in Alaska, and that's not something you see every day. And it was huge. Yeah, it was a big one. It was a big one. It was like the size of a, a full-grown cat. Yeah. yeah. It, it, when we've had, we had a couple of them in here for the possum bowl. <laughs> see? Uh, now, I, like, I know you hate them. I, I, hate I have them. to say I find them cute. No. The thing that gets a lot of people is the rat-like tail. Yeah. Well, not only that, the teeth. 
Yeah. They've got, like, needle-like teeth. And a lot of times when you encounter them, you're lifting up, like, a garbage lid, and it's a mother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but she walks over, just picks this thing up, takes it out and sets him on his way. And everybody's like, drinks are on us, man. She's got her purse on her shoulder. Like, it didn't phase her. I love it. I love it. All right, a man said who said he was angry at his girlfriend broke into the Dallas Museum of Art Wednesday and caused more than five million dollars in damage to artifacts and other property. Five million dollars because he was angry with his girlfriend. Yeah, police said that uh, they arrested Brian Hernandez on Wednesday night. Security video shows Hernandez outside of the museum's front entrance with a metallic chair in hand shortly after he's seen on video in the museum walking from room to room, smashing display cases and the items inside. After he punched a case multiple times, Hernandez grabbed a metal stool and shattered the glass and two pieces within it, a 6th century Greek amphora and a pot dating to 450 B.C. The two items combined were valued around $5 million. He also smashed a case and destroyed a uh, Kylix Heracles and a Nemon lion statue valued at about $100,000. The items inside the display cases were uh, that were destroyed are rare ancient artifacts that are extremely precious and one of a kind. And he just kept on uh, smashing stuff. He was seen on security video uh, destroying other property, including a laptop, a phone, a monitor, two wooden display signs, and four plexiglass display cases. Security found him, told him to sit on a bench while they called police. He told a guard that he, quote, got mad at his girlfriend, so he broke in and started destroying property. So he leaves he leaves wherever they were to go down to this place to break in to smash all this stuff. What's he looking at? Do they estimate if he uh, if he gets convicted of the crime of doing all this? I mean, that's no, $5 they million. Dollars. They didn't say. He was uh, booked in the Dallas County Jail on a charge of criminal mischief. So. I say put him in a cell filled with possums, right, Kaz? <laughs> we'll see. Three adults suffered life-threatening injuries after a hot air balloon they were riding in slammed into a train, according to Wisconsin police. Police in Burlington say the crash happened on Wednesday. Two of the people seriously injured were flown to a hospital. The third was taken to a hospital by ambulance. Witnesses told police a hot air balloon had appeared in distress before it collided with the northbound Canadian National Train. Like, it was a moving train. Right. Like, how the hell does that happen? That it ran into. Brian O'Neill, a witness to crash, said the hot air balloon struck a building, bounced off it, and was hit by the moving train. Police said they are conducting an investigation with the National Transportation Safety Board to determine uh, the cause of death. And that, listen, I have another. This is a terrible story. I'm going to have to Is that a hot balloon? Story. Well, it's not a balloon, but it's uh, a woman was killed and two children were injured when their parasail slammed into a bridge in the Florida oh, Keys. I saw this. Yeah. After the captain had cut the line tethering them to the boat, uh, the incident happened Monday around five thirty when uh, Sabraja Alaparthi was parasailing with her son who was ten and nephew who was nine. Uh, the wind began to pick up, causing the parasail to peg. And that means the parasail was being controlled by the wind gusts instead of the vessel's captain, uh, which could impede the safe operation of the vessel. Uh, under normal sail- uh, parasailing operations, it is the operation of the vessel, in particular the speed of the vessel, that creates the wind to lift the parasail into the air. The operator of the vessel controls the height of the parasail by increasing or decreasing the speed of the vessel. Right, now, right. A guy named uh, Daniel Couch, uh, who... Uh, uh, after, I'm sorry, the, the captain uh, is Daniel Couch. He cut the line tethered to the three victims. Now, a guy named Mark uh, McCullough, who founded the Paracel Safety Council and pushed to strengthen industry laws, said the line should have never been cut. He said, I know what the captain was feeling. 
but you can never cut the boat line. No way. I would never train somebody to do that. That is their lifeline. Uh, Alparthi and the children dropped from an unknown height into the water, and then they were dragged through the surface of the water by the parasail. The, right, the, which the, caught the, them up. Yeah. yeah. And then it, it slammed them into the bridge. Jesus Christ. I wonder how often I've had, I've heard stories, and you've had reports in the Bizarre File over the years of stuff like this. It looks like a pretty safe thing to do, but I guess there are more accidents than we hear about. Yeah, I've I've uh, I've read a few here and there, and, the, and it can happen, so that's, uh, that's terrible news, but uh, I've got to end on that. We're out of time. Uh, we're going to come back in just a moment or two. Make sure you hang in there. We give away our Word of the Week prize today. We don't want you to miss that. It's a very cool concert. Uh, stash O tickets, and I'll get to the yeah. details in a bit. We'll be back in a second. The MMR is coming to your Hang with Brent Porsche today from noon to 2 at the Bluebell Key Bank Branch at 20 West Skipack Pike in Ambler for a community celebration with refreshments, games, activities, and fun door prizes, including gift cards from local small businesses. Join Jackson tomorrow from 11 to 1 at the new Truck and Jeep Accessory Superstore for Hill Parts. 2230 Marlton Pike West in Cherry Hill. Enter for the chance to win Roger Waters or Zach Brown Band tickets. Sunday from noon to 2, Jackie Bam Bam rocks the customer appreciation event at Stars and Stripes Harley-Davidson in Langhorn. More info at starsandstripesharley.com. Steve, I have a question for you. Yes. Did you notice something? I did. <laughs> yeah, okay, I thought. There was something. But I would never deign no. to be classified as the notice. <laughs> you have noticed, though. I have. Okay. But I almost feel that that's, it's like, you know, passing myself off as a, as a like, a stolen valor. Oh, no, no, I no. I don't no, want to no. do that. No, no, I'm happy to share the moniker. Yeah. Oh, um, good. I did bring this up to you, and, and just in general, we were talking about show stuff, and I noticed just passively, so I guess I was noticing, mm-hmm. Uh, three, I'd seen interviews with three older actresses, um, and I'm going to put them in the early 70s range. One of them was Annette O'Toole. Okay. Um, and um, they were all holding in one hand tissue. Okay. Like always holding. Like a Kleenex? Yeah. Okay. Like tissue. Like as if they were going to cry? No, just sitting there. Like. Like it was, it became like an accessory. Okay, and I was like, "Yeah, but I bet you that's what it's for." What were the interviews about? There were no, there was no, there was no tear jerking stuff. It was they were they were just passively holding, uh, you know, as if it was. Now the old thing used to be like the old grandmother, you know, would would put the the stuff under the sleeve and so on and so forth. So just and I was just and I was like, "Am I? Is is this just stupid that I'm noticing this?" I kind of associate uh, tissues with older women. I Does that make? Do. Is that stupid? Uh, I think like my mom. I mean, maybe might have stupid. like a perpetually runny nose, and so always had <laughs> tissues around. Is it just that older women tend to do a lot more blow? Maybe oh that's my God. it. Oh yeah. my God. So, Trying to be yeah. discreet. Yeah. Well, I can't relate because I'm not old, but um, <laughs> right. I always have tissues on me, like in my purse. I have like are a you little. Ho- are you holding? We always have like a. No, but see, like I would associate that with. With crying, like to me, I would hold a tissue like that. I, at these this were point three time, non non emotional, non crying. I know. I'm yeah. just saying, like yeah. I could, I, I could cry at any minute. Like somebody could say something to me. I was in the conversation the other day, 
and some woman brought up her son. And by the end of the conversation, I was crying. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to make you cry. I didn't think this conversation was going to go there. Uh, Steve, it's like meatloaf. He always had like a hanky. That's it, uh, right. He was on, <laughs> like Elvis with the stage, yeah. Well, older men, I would associate with the handkerchief. The handkerchief, yeah. Which was yeah. god yeah. awful and disgusting. Oh, the, oh I know. It's a whole other way. The snot rag. <laughs> snot rag. It's stick in his pocket. Yeah. It was horrible. And, and fold it back up, and you could literally see dried patches of snot in the rag. I know, and it would fold back. And fold it back up and tuck it back Just in their disgusting. shirt. Although in the movie uh, The Intern with De Niro, yeah, yeah. Uh, he indicates that he would hang on to the handkerchief uh, and his explanation was, he's like, it's not for me, it's for women. Women are a little bit more emotional than right, men. Right, right. Time to time, they need a, See, they need a handkerchief. Like, that's what I was saying about it's the chivalrous. tissue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, Steve, um, who were the interview? I just want to look up the interview and see. One of them was Annette O'Toole. There's, okay. a, there's a show that the guy who used to play Lex Luthor on um, Smallville, it's, it's called uh, Inside uh, You. It's, you know, playing words, but it's it was a, a video podcast, and he gets a lot of CW people done, and so I'm interested with that. Nick found an article about rhinitis. I have that. Uh, you do? Yeah, I have gustatory rhinitis, which means that my nose runs when, uh, and Kathy, you'll love it, oh, when I uh, eat. So uh, not only so is Marissa's, but only when she eats a very specific thing. It's a tube stick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick, as if you eating couldn't get more disgusting. I know, yeah. I know that the sounds are already gross. Uh, Your nose runs when you eat? It's an automatic, involuntary response to eating. Does it matter what you're eating? No. How about drinking? Uh, no, it's eating. No, okay. so like every wow. time I have a meal, I have to have uh, Kleenex tissue because I have to blow my nose during and after. <laughs> what will it happen if you're giving guys oral pleasure? Yeah, so me and Marissa have that in common as well. Because mine dries up when I am uh, giving <laughs> a guy my mouth. Right, it's mouth pleasures. <laughs> oh, that's painful. And uh, I know, I know. Tell me about it. That's why I have to use. I'll use like a like a breath mint. Wow. Sure. Yeah. But uh, apparently, rhinitis. It says in this article, in the elderly is a, is common but often neglected condition. Structural changes in the nose associated with aging predispose the elderly to rhinitis. And there are a number of specific factors that affect medical treatment of the elderly, including uh, polypharmacy, cognitive dysfunction, uh, changes in body composition, impairment of the liver and renal function, and the cost of medications in the face of limited resource. Uh, It says that um, it can be placed in several categories and treatment should be appropriate for each condition, and it goes on. So, like, like in none of these cases of the of the the women that that made me notice this, was there anything emotional? It was just, and I just sort of noticed that they were all holding tissues. Yeah. And so, it, not for good or for bad, or it just seemed like, is that kind of a thing that happens? I don't know. Steve, I kind of associate it with uh, maturity. I, if you like, guys... I'm wearing diapers now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what this happens when you mature. something I wanted to do. I'm old. I don't, know, I don't always want to walk to the bathroom. If you guys remember, I got that face surgery a few years ago. Not like face, but like right, I right. had a, a cyst in my eye. Yeah, your eyes eye. rotated. Yeah, it was yeah. like near my sinuses. <laughs> and it made my nose run more. And I used to just like think it would be fine. And then it, w- it took me about a year and a half to realize like I just need to carry a tissue with me all the time. I have one right here in my pocket. Okay. Kathy, you'd be so Wait, mad. So it, so it didn't go away? No. It's like it, it got still worse. Ha- really? Yeah, it got worse. I have one all the time. And... um it, it ruins all of my laundry because I always forget, forget that I have it. a tissue in there. And But okay. it's just, you, you just kind of like come to terms with it. You have to have that all the time. And it just, 
I have it all the time. In like your hand. just for like kids. Like if somebody needs a tissue, you know what I mean. I don't yeah, know. I feel like I, that's I why I have it. If it was like an affectation, or was it, if there's any sort of linear explanation for it, but mm. and it's because what, Kathy, you're so much more mature than I am. That's right. <laughs> oh wow, yes. she's okay. so much older than you. I'm not talking age. Oh, I'm way older than you. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I kind of look to you as a grandmotherly figure. <laughs> Uh, guys, of course, we're talking about a medical condition, so guess who's calling in from Penn Medicine and Fox 29? Dr. Mike Sarigliano. Hey. hey, Dr. Mike. I'm eating cereal uh, <laughs> at my home. Uh, no, no, I'm You're working. Not- oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, now, now uh, Marissa, do you have my number? Yes, I have your number. Well, I'm not going to call so you because you my nose is just... running. I've been calling you 30 times a day. I call you twice a year. I know, but Casey calls me every other day. And... Oh, my God. So, look, why suffer? Now, you know I'm a big fan, and Steve, you know this, buddy. Yes. The, the, the sinus rinse, the lavage, the, the Neomed sinus rinse. You squirt that saline up there, and it gets rid of all the allergens because the causes are many mike for, I, I do yeah. it and I, you know this i do it four to five times a day and then when we're at the camp out i'll do it like eight to ten times a day i consider it a miracle it's a godsend well what it does is it flushes out any allergens so like this time of year a lot of people have serious allergies and if you use that along with a nasal steroid and and look you can get Flonase over the counter now and and the one I'm a big fan of is uh, Sensi Mist they re-engineered the the applicator so you get the steroid up into what's called you ready for this the osteomeatal complex <laughs> that's like Grand Central Station where all the sinuses kind of drain and uh, it, it's the bomb so why, Marissa? Why? See, I grew up with hankies. Yes, so, hankies. Yes. Well, let me ask you, Mike. Is there something that would be across? Because I just happened to notice a number of older women holding a tissue. Uh, just and do you think there's kind kind of a linear thing that might be a reason for that, or what? What if you were to explain it? What What might you suggest is the reason for it? Well, the, the, the most common things are that you have either allergies or post-nasal drip. You have yeah. sinus disease. Those are the common things, and the most common treatments are nasal steroids that are over-the-counter now. All right. And the Neomed rinse, you know, you, you do the, the nasal rinse, <laughs> and and I'm telling you, it, it, it works like a charm, as, I, as you know. I got I to gotta jump in here because I do that. I do that, again, four to five times a day, and my wife will be walking by the bathroom, and Preston, as I'm squeezing the thing, she fu- she thought, like, I had chronic diarrhea. Oh, and, and she'd hear that noise. <laughs> yep. And yep. I'd say, it's my nasal rinse. Dr. Mike, I barely take my eyeliner off every night with makeup remover. <laughs> I am not going to be doing one of these things three to four times a day. <laughs> You're killing them. You're killing them. I know. <laughs> Just being realistic. No, but but look, you don't. All right, how about the nasal steroid? That's easy. All right, send it to me, please. What is it again? Yeah, it's Say over it again. The counter, you get it at any drugstore anywhere on the planet. Budesonide? It's everywhere. I would use the Sensi Mist. It's a little Sensi. more expensive, Sensi but mist. the Sounds applicator like a karate gets the, the, the <laughs> steroid up up further. It, it's it's really wonderful. I have nothing to it, look fully transparent. I don't get nothing from anybody. All right, Mike, so a, a bunch of people are texting in because I talked about gustatory rhinitis, and apparently this is a a rather common 
medical condition. And basically, my nose runs when I eat, and I'm not alone in the world. Can you talk oh, about right. that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a well-known phenomenon. That that's different than does it, Marissa? Does it just happen when you eat? No, mine happens all the time. Yes, that's what I thought I heard. So the bottom line is, is that gustatory uh, rhinitis uh, is is a phenomenon in some people where when they eat, they have a a, a uh, their their nose drips. So that that's different. That that's a different phenomenon. But you know, the vast majority of people that have rhinitis, common rhinitis, it's either post nasal drip or seasonal allergies or or something, or they have bad sinuses, things like that. So the sinuses, to me, as I've been learning under your tutelage over the many years, uh, Dr. Mike, I've since I started paying more attention to the sinuses, I've gotten sick far less, and I've maintained my voice through the campouts, uh, you know, for, for a number of years now. So that's kind of like, that is a, a critical hot spot for keeping your health, correct? Well, you want to hear something really mm-hmm. cool? Now, you know, we're into the pandemic, like, three years now. But the bottom line is that uh, there is some limited data. It's not a cure, but it actually has been shown. You you put salt water up your nose. It kills bacteria. It gets rid of allergens, and it may actually help. You know, they're working on vaccines that you right. spray up your nose because the COVID vac- virus uh, binds to these ACE2 receptors in nasal passages. And so there is some data that shows it may actually help. And, and Steve, you and I have talked about this. It's I do it every day. Yes. If I didn't, I'd end up uh, having sinus problems. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, right. I, I swear by it. Uh, I got to come see you soon, uh, Doctor Mike. I know you you texted me quite a while ago this time for a, a little physical, and uh, I have and, to get uh, in there too. I got to get my uh, my other uh, shingles vaccine, and and I miss your finger. I really do. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. And we're both having yeah. an issue, Mike. When we give men oral pleasures, our noses run. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen. Can I can I brag about something? Sure. sure man. All right. Your I finger. use more KY than four out of five doctors. <laughs> <laughs> he does lube it up He's generously. Yes, I do. And now, You're now very generous with the lube. They were dentists in the survey. <laughs> oh, we go. okay. He's got a 50-gallon drum in the cup. Listen, like listen, a, a good pride. Can I say something? And Steve, yeah. you know, we do the thing with the, 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 the prostate. Uh, yeah. Uh, th- yeah. You, you got to get your prostate checked. We talk and joke about it a lot. But when it comes down to it, it could save your life. And by the way, get the PSA. Yes. A lot of people, a lot of data out there. No, don't. The, the latest, greatest science shows that it's probably good to check the PSA. Well, the that's, it, that's what saved my life because of your insistence. One. Number two, I was symptomatic of nothing. So if you if you feel fine, go get the check. If you do have something, you're going to catch it early and you're going to be great. Mm-hmm. Especially men. They don't go to the doctor. Uh, and also Marissa. And, and Marissa. <laughs> Marissa refuses to call. Marissa don't All right. go to the doctor. <laughs> All right, Dr. Mike, we love you. Love you. Love you. Yeah. Dr. Mike Figliano, Fox 29, Penn Medicine. One of the greatest joys of my life, Preston, was being next to Mike Sirigliano, Dr. Mike Sirigliano, for Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. He I, he was so grateful yeah. and happy to be there. It was really cool to see his joy, and uh, uh, I shared a pretzel with him, and it was nice, too. <laughs> By the way, going back to the, the nose-running thing, we got a few, and Nick, you probably saw these texts come up of, of people who, when they're pooping, their huh. nose will run. Yeah. Really? And so I'm wondering if there are some other things are that they sitting on the toilet right? that cause your nose... Uh, uh, to run that uh, that just seemed weird. Like the eating thing, a lot of people are texting in, Nick. 
like saying, I that happens to me too. Didn't had never heard of this. Maybe they never looked into it. When you poop, but when you... they eat, their nose runs, nose... and when they poop, their nose runs. Huh. I wonder if there's a specific mm. smell associated when when they're going to the bathroom. If that triggers something, the smell of poop. Well, yeah, like if <laughs> if there's some trigger mechanism in your in your brain and your your sense uh, in your senses to like say, you know what, my nose is going to run now because I'm smelling something that is, is requiring this. Mm. A lot of things are triggered, like you know the f- fight or flight. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, you know the um, that's why you, apparently the uh, a lot of people will, th- will throw up when they're nervous or because right. that that goes back to the yeah. expelling that from your body so you can essentially it's less d- weight less like you're, weight, you're yeah. lightening the load right right yeah it's weird by yeah. the way Steve um, I read recently that there are there's a third to fight or flight and it's freeze. Um, oh yeah! So you, some people, uh, they they clench their fists right. and they're ready to fight. Some people run away, and that's the flight. Some people do nothing. Right? And that's their involuntary response, and then that's the freeze response, like the fainting goats. And that, but it's the it's the same uh, instinctual response to uh, a threat. Or yeah. Ralph, Ralphie's brother when he falls to the ground because <laughs> his only defense. Yeah. Yes. He just lay there like a tick. He just lay. <laughs> Hang on, I want to go to going back to the hanky thing. I have Michelle on the line. Hey, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, uh, Michelle? Um, I work. I was a housekeeper for a couple for ten years in Newtown, and he used hankies. <sighs> and she would soak them in bleach, and then I would have to wash them and dry them and <laughs> iron them. Okay, that, that hang is... on. So soaking them in bleach when when you put your hands in there. Well, I she did it, and then she put them. She would do the first wash in the washer before I got. So there. she'd get and all the boogers and hair out of there. Yeah. yeah but she just. She didn't, she just, yeah, I don't think she really, but then I would be ironing, and you're talking 30 hankies, and there'd be dry, you know what, on them. Dry snot! Dry greeners, greeners. Greeners! You can say booger on the air, it's okay, you don't have to do the you know what. I know, I'm trying to be nice, but I gotta tell you real quick. Oh, they were were crusted with semen. (laughs) your autobiography, you send me a copy. I want to read this. Yeah, I'm going to write a book. Everyone tells me to because the crap I've been through, it's unbelievable. Michelle, do you remember which Howard Johnson it was where you stole the coasters? Yeah, I got the address right here. The Boulevard, right next. I got the address. 1180 Roosevelt Boulevard. 1911. Roosevelt Boulevard. I love Michelle. And she ironed snot rags. Steely Dan. Yeah. All right. Wait a minute, Michelle. We we gotta talk to you some more. (laughs) Uh, Happy birthday, Steve. It's next Sunday. Thank you. Sunday. I love you. Maybe I'll send you something. Okay, well you don't have send me a snot rag. You got any leftover hankies? (laughs) I I always use tissues. I can't live without them. Hey, wait a minute. So what what was your job when you were having to iron all of these? Yeah. Take care of the house and all the functions of a five thousand square foot. Wow. Okay. Wow. So that's what I 
I do for a living. I'm trying to get some more jobs, but it's tough right now. Did they did they have any like uh, sexy kinks or anything that you experienced while you were working there? No, I just you know what I can't stand them weird about hairs in me, and they were uh, hairy. Like, <laughs> oh, they were hairy. They were hairy. Yeah, like he would have body hair, and that skis me. <laughs> and you would there? You, I love it. What the hell is going on? No, I'm with you, Michelle. Hair skips me, too. No, I'm with her. Kathy does not like... She's married to a bald guy. I'm a germaphobic, and I clean for a living, and with this this epidemic, I am the worst. I mean, I wash my hands so much, I can't grow my nails. Kathy, this seems like you're a housekeeper for you. She sounds like right up your eye. Kathy, I am so fanatic at someone's house. It's, like, ridiculous. (laughs) Do you still still, uh, uh, clean homes? Job a week in Devon. I'm Devon. One job a week. I've been working for my friend thirty years. I'm on her third husband. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the reason she has a third husband? No, no, no. It's she's the reason. Right. She's the reason. She's wow, the wow. She married for money this time. He's a millionaire, so she married for money this time. Oh, all right. <laughs> smart. No, but I worked for a family. Twenty six years. Took care of four kids, five uh-huh. dogs, a whole house. Wow. So I that job just. When the last one went to college, I was done, basically. Are you are you married now? Yeah, married uh, Tuesday, 25 years to my wonderful husband. Oh, oh congratulations. Thank Did... you. And we know each other 38 years. Wow. So, Michelle, you say you're looking for more work in that field? Yes, I'm looking for more work. I work for myself, and I do I do everything. I mean, whatever you need. I go in your pantry. I can't stand when it's messed up. Your refrigerator. Kathy's oh nodding like yeah. crazy yeah. light over here, Michelle. Michelle you're her dream woman. We need to open a business together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wait. Hey, I'm in for it. But you know, I you know, I don't know. I charge. You know, people are willing to pay me because I'm worth what I do. Okay. Do you do you uh, like alphabetize the pantry or anything like that? I just like everything neat and clean. Okay, I'm yeah, just yeah, wondering yeah, yeah. to what level Don't be this ridiculous, goes. Preston. <laughs> right? <laughs> organized. organized. Michelle. Like the refrigerator. I can't stand when something's on the wrong shelf. All right, yeah, I okay. get it. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, I'll give you my home number. I don't care. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't uh, care. I, listen, it's me and my oh, husband. All, no animals, but they're all dead on the wall. <laughs> okay. Did, okay. Now, now, Michelle, did you nail them to the wall while they were living? Did you nail them to the walls while they were living? No, no, they're all, uh, my husband, we get them taxidermy, but my husband does a lot of European meals, and sure. we eat, and like I tell you about the foxes up the mountains last week, they were screaming in my neighbors uh, out back in the woods last week, okay. we were looking for them. All right, wow. okay, so do you, uh, do your neighbors have a mountain house, you guys go hang I out with them? Two. I actually would like you guys to come out, I own the top of a mountain, I got two homes and, and two people. You, wait, 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 you, you own two own? people? No, yeah, my husband. And we have two homes. We have uh, we have eighteen acres. Oh my God! So you do own the top of a mountain? Yeah, and I have a house across the street. I just go over and visit. We light a fire in there. We were on the deck last week, and I mow the lawns. I just <laughs> hang out, to, and I I have three kitchens that I cook everything over the open fire. Wow! Is uh, what does your husband do for a living? He's a uh, machinist welder, thirty eight years. Okay, look at that. These are hardworking people, man. He's a manual yeah. machinist. He's on the CNC. He's the real deal. Okay. Wow. He can do anything. It sounds like you can do anything. Yeah, I can do. Yeah, I can do almost anything. Okay. We need to get uh, him together with uh, her together with Lou with and Lou? The, like our our, our yeah. panel of stories. With who's Lou? I, I'll have to tell you yeah. a Lou story in a moment here. Maybe I'll yeah, do that. Uh, when you guys got to come up one day and like broadcast from up there. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, what what's the number you were going to give it? Yeah. Out? You're looking for more work. Yeah. Are you sure you want? 
Hold on, hold on. Casey's jumping in, our executive producer. Casey. Hey, Casey, I hope you feel better. I love you, too. <laughs> oh, my God, I love you, too. Here's the I was listening to you with your balls hanging out the other day. Oh, my God. My balls don't hang. I said that, but I wouldn't say boogies. Yeah, right? All right, Case, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I wouldn't necessarily give your number out because uh, people might call it that aren't really interested. What we can do is maybe get your number and anybody who's interested, we offer can it like, to them. Yeah. offer it to okay. them. You know what? I, you Michelle, I live in Langhorn right by St. Mary's Hospital. Michelle, email me and give me your phone number. And if people want to contact me, I'll take care of it. There okay? you go. Michelle, are you on Facebook? Can people find you there? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. There we I'm go. I'm going there to win contests and just to read news. And like, I'm not like, a, a, I don't post nothing unless I'm trying to win something. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God, I love her. I, I win, I, I've been winning, I told you guys last night, since 1985 off the radio station. What have you won? I won over $12,000. Wow. I had won trips to San Diego, um, Orlando. Um, I won last year on one of the things. I won $300 in New Jersey scratch offs and wound up winning $352 off of them. There you go. Damn. Two dollars. I'm just lucky, lucky. I, I play, it's my second job. I play all the contests. That's awesome. Good for and you. I don't even own a cell phone. <laughs> Well, so okay. I have the one home to use the landline. <laughs> you and Gary. You're with Gary Lauer. Oh, my gosh. And you're a successful Gary Lauer. I don't have to. My husband and I, we know where we're at. We, we trust each other. We don't have to be calling each other, seeing what's going on. You know what I mean? How is it? Have you ever called into our show before, Michelle? I called not too long ago about something, and Steve told me he loved me. Oh, well, I, that, that, well. that's continuing. That's even more now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You guys are great. Yeah, I try to get through a lot, um, but they, they don't always put me through, and I get pissed because I'm good. I got I got good stories. Yeah, you do. You get a, you got a front of the line pass now, Michelle. And here's the thing. And if I can, I'm going to use my my name, my uh, other name, Lily. My husband's name's Herman. My name's Lily. <laughs> You're the monsters. Your yeah. husband's name is Herman. Wow. All okay. right. His real name ain't Herman. That's why I call him. Oh, Herman. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you call him. Sometimes I don't know. All right. Um, uh, well, listen, I appreciate you taking my call and listen. And yes, yeah, hey, listen, I, I love doing what I, and I even take care of kids and everything. I do it all, but nails is a tough time. Yeah, yeah. You well, know? hopefully we'll all get right. some work for we'll you, we and, and work we, for we'll you. check in with you at, at sometime up the road, all right? And I, yep, and I'll give you a finder's fee. All right, thank you, <laughs> Michelle. Have a great weekend. Great weekend. Take all right, bye-bye. We'll Stay in touch. Oh, my God. People like that that have these stories just it. kill me. That I'll, live life to the fullest. I'll tell you this Who's Lou story, okay, because who, Lou came down to the uh, the camp out, or I mean the uh, uh, Keenan's live broadcast. I was headed down there, and uh, so Lou's got a place in uh, in Wildwood, so we uh, Casey and I have run into him from yeah, time yeah, to time. Yeah, so yeah. It's the first time I ever met him, met him in person. Uh, it, I love, I, we've loved listening to him on the uh, the phone and everything, and he's he and his wife were there. It was great. Yep, Maureen. So he texted me and was like, hey, I'll see you at Keenan's. And I was on my way down. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about stopping off and playing golf somewhere, and Lou plays mm-hmm. golf. So I'm like, you want to meet up? He's like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. So so we meet up and play golf. We're We're... Most of the way through the round, and uh, we're just talking about the game, and and uh, Lou is just great to talk to uh, because these stories just pop up. And you know how some people will will throw a story out there because uh, they're like boasting about something, or like Lou just matter of factly it just stumbles into right. your line of conversation, and all of a sudden he tells you the story. So we're talking about playing golf, and. And uh, Lou, all of a sudden, he goes, yeah, he goes, my dad was a great golfer. You know, he's like a scratch golfer, zero handicap and all this stuff. And then he just goes, yeah, he used to play golf with Evil Knievel all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? 
<laughs> and then he starts to tell me this story oh about e- Evil Knievel and his dad. I didn't even find out how they met, how they knew each other. But Evil Knievel and his dad used to gamble all the time. And, yeah, Evil was this degenerate gambler. And he had this, you know, uh, he had this uh, uh, this problem with gambling. And he had his attitude and all this other stuff. And, and then he tells me a story about his dad, which I won't relay now because I don't know if Lou would want to. I would leave it up to him to want to relay that right. or not. Uh, but it was pretty. Sure uh, okay. It was pretty spicy. <laughs> and then he goes, and this is in the same evil yeah. evil conversation, right? So I get that, and then he goes, and I'm going to paraphrase uh-huh. this, okay? He goes, yeah, he was a different breeze. He was he was a different breed, you know. I mean, he's got a tattoo of a fish on his Johnson, <laughs> and I'm like, only he didn't say Johnson. Yeah, he, yeah. Said, he said, uh, wait, so deep. who has the tattoo? His dad. He has a fish tattooed on his D. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, my head is spinning at yeah. this point. I'm trying to, you know. You got to explain that. Now, now, was it a minnow or was it a marlin? He didn't say. Okay, but he did say, yeah, it had something to do with the girls not eating meat on Sunday or something. Or <laughs> oh, uh, oh, my god, but he legitimately uh, meat on Friday had a tattoo on his penis. Lou of is a fish. Uh, is honestly like my dad. That's how we found out that the reminds me the, of your dad. Only a louder version of your dad. Yes, louder version. Yeah. But that's how we found out like most of my dad's stories. They'll all of a sudden be sitting there, and you know, a song comes on. He goes. Yeah, I slept with Janis Joplin. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Like, it just, and we're like, how do we not know this after this many years? Like, yeah. how is how are you just telling us this? Like, there's so many stories in there that they just come out when, you know, something triggers it in his it, mind. It reminds me of Mr. Goldberg from the Goldbergs. Yes. Thing, he would just, yeah. uh, there was an episode where he's like, oh, yeah, that's me and Lou Reed. They were looking at an old picture. Yeah, we used to be waiters together or something like that. And, like, you've never once told us that story and you've waited till now. But there are some people that just have them in their back pocket, and they don't they don't show them off. It just or it, it doesn't when, when it's time to tell it. It's time to tell it. When you've had a life as colorful as Lou's or Michelle's or all of the stuff that's going on, it's just one more story. So you don't like rush home. I got to tell somebody this. It's yeah. it's one of countless stories. Yep. Oh my God, that was a great phone call. I yeah. love it. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, we should take a break because it's getting that time. Uh, and Marissa's giving me something to give away, and I'm happy to do it. Tickets to see the movie Hustle. All right, this is that Adam Sandler flick that they shot here in Philadelphia. The t- the teaser for it, the trailer, looks fantastic. It, it's, it's a ton of location shooting. Remember they were down in Maniunk for a while? Yep, so this will be on the 7th uh, at the Philadelphia Film Center. And I can take uh, callers uh, 12... 13 and 14 at 215-263-WMMR, The Sixers. It's all about The Sixers. Yes. Uh, and it looks really, really good. It's going to be streaming on Netflix on June 8th, 215-263-WMMR. We will take those callers now. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment and dive into some more stuff. Stay with us. It's time to roll up your sleeves to help your neighbors in need. Of blood, that is. WMMR presents the 17th Annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 24th. Two locations to choose from. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. Donors get the newest Fred and Steve t-shirt, a reusable tote bag from Window Nation, plus juice from Everfresh Juice. Not to mention the pride of knowing you made a difference. Appointments are required, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 17th Annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood 
Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Uh, a couple of shout outs, uh, if you guys don't mind, before oh. we head into the weekend. And by the way, thank you uh, to William and Kayla. Uh, they sent us an invitation to their wedding. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Thank you, guys. We won't make it, but we appreciate that. Um, and they, they did this really uh, cute thing, and I've never seen this before. They wrote a little note on the inside of the envelope. Oh. So after I took the invitation card out, uh, I looked inside and just said, we love you guys. Aww. On the inside of the envelope. It was a neat little surprise. So thank you, guys. We appreciate it, and best of luck to you. Um, and then here are the shout outs. Uh, let's see. This one says, love to get a shout out from my husband, Kevin, on our anniversary. Uh, after three postponements of our original wedding date due to the pandemic, we decided to elope with our closest family and friends in the backyard. And we decided as, Ju- oh, I didn't even see the date. June 12th is our original dating anniversary. And it's certainly easier to remember. Well, you're getting it a you know, little bit of an advance. On and this. it's your anniversary. Yeah, uh, it, that is true. Same anniversary yeah. as me. Uh, which is coming up this Sunday, next Sunday, next a week, Sunday. week from this Sunday, and your birthday, Steve. And the Crohn's and Colitis uh, The walk. Yep. yep. Uh, so this year marks 10 years together. Two married. Most recently, I somehow convinced a hardcore Delconian uh, to uproot both of our lives so that I could pursue a huge career change. And the promise of a new golf club set certainly sweetened the deal. Um, and so she said that uh, Kev deserves a shout out because he really has been so supportive throughout these last few months. And she had... Uh, uh, he had turned her on to the, uh, our radio show as well. Cool. Uh, so anyhow, uh, she has a four-hour commute, it says. Jesus. Yeah, she says, uh, thank One you, way. Kevin. Uh, I love you always. P.S. I still owe you the club. So that's from Taylor Huber. Congratulations to you guys and happy anniversary in advance. That's great. There's no one says, I was wondering if you could get a shard out. Out uh, not only Saturday, June 4th, my 35th birthday, but my roller derby team, the, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Roller Derby is taking on Dirty Jersey Roller Derby at our home warehouse in Moosic, PA. Huh. Moosic? Right next Moosic. to Scranton. Why oh, don't you is? forget the Moosic for a moment? <laughs> yeah. I believe it's where the uh, the Scranton, it used to be called the Red Barons play. Hang huh. on, I'm going to see if this is our Moose clip here. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> the way these things are labeled, there's only one letter that you can see. Uh, on these, what we call hotkeys, these touchscreen It's buttons. a horrible so system. It just says M. Yeah. Why guess... don't you forget Thank you. the moose All right. for a moment? Uh, she said, even better if uh, it could be a big Tom Jones shard out. I'm sorry, Casey's not here. We're gonna yeah. be, not going to be able to do a Tom Jones shard out. On uh, Celebrate turning another year older and to wish us all luck on our bout. I love you guys freaking so freaking much. Amanda Kaprowski. So here's a shard out. Amanda and the gang. Good luck in your Why bout. Why don't you forget <laughs> Thank you. For a moment. Uh, also, no one says, I want to, uh, it says, I need you to stop talking and listen to me. <laughs> it's Paul Huffman, the guy who was quarantined in Ireland back in March. I made it home safe. Thank God. And thanks to Nick for always being so responsive to emails. I'm hoping for a big juicy shout out from my wife, Kathy, my beautiful Irish lass of 32 years. How the hell she put up with me this long, I do not know, but I'll keep her. And I also like to include my cousin, uh, Chris Slicer, who celebrates his 21st birthday on our wedding day and thus 53rd birthday shout out request as well. Um, the Slicer. Uh, thanks for consideration. And please let Casey know I want you, boy. Uh, <laughs> take care, you crumb bums. And that's from Paul R. Huffman. So here you go. And then this is a bit of a butt plug. 
And uh, our friend uh, Larry Kaplan, who has done so much work uh, helping out people who are uh, dealing with ALS and the families as well. There is a big event coming up tonight. It is the largest LG4 day. LG stands for um, uh, Lou Gehrig. Okay. Uh, LG4 day party in the country. And it is today. It is Xfinity Live. Um, the Phils are playing the Angels tonight. Okay. So there's a pregame party going on from 3 to 6. And then a game watch party from 7 till end of the game at Xfinity Live. Uh, he said all people living with ALS and their families are invited for free. Uh, but tickets are on sale to the public from forty to one hundred dollars, depending on what you want to do. And Larry walks the walk. He's done so much great work. That's great uh, with helping raise funds and awareness for people living with this horrible, horrible disease, ALS. Uh, so, Larry, uh, keep up the great work, man, and we're happy to uh, pass that along. And let's throw in another plug for the Pituations uh, event. Yes, that begins this evening, does it not? The game show no, tomorrow. Marathon. Yeah, tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, it's from uh, noon to noon. Oh, noon to noon. Okay. Yep. Uh, so and it's for a child's play, and they're providing um, game systems, and uh, specifically they're trying to get VR systems for kids who are, uh, uh, you know, for whatever medical reason, forced to stay in hospitals for a long time. Yep. Uh, so I think you can go to gameshowmarathon. Is it org, Nick, or... Game show. What's well, on PrestonSteve.com, yeah, and so GameShowMarathon.com. They're okay. on uh, the uh, social media as well. And uh, Steve, he had a really funny post yesterday. Rich did pituation. <laughs> he said that you're, you said Steve Morrison that that pitches Sean Connery impression was actually pretty good. The rest. Well, we're hilariously bad. <laughs> I loved I loved having pitched two impressions. That was, that was so great, damn yeah. funny. Yep. All right, so since it is Friday, I think uh, I got some things in the junk drawer I need to what? unload. Yep. Ah, versus has got the music. All right. Uh, do you know where the... Uh, thank you. All right, let me dig in here and find something. Uh, Harini Logan. An eighth grader from San Antonio won the Scripps National Spelling Bee last night in the first ever lightning round tiebreaker that they had. Yeah, they talked about instituting this, and they almost immediately had to use it. Uh, Yeah, Logan defeated uh, Vikram Raju, who was 12 years old. She's 14, he's 12, a seventh grader from Denver, after spelling 21 words correctly in a 90-second span. I saw a little feature on this other kid, uh, uh, Vikram, and he's like a fierce competitor. I felt so bad for him that he lost. Uh, as kids old. are brilliant. Oh, they, they're unbelievably yeah. smart. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Raju had spelled 15 words correctly in the 90-second allotted time period. Uh, and uh, the, uh, Harini had spelled uh, 21 words uh, correctly. So uh, they won in that particular uh matchup because they didn't want to have any more ties. There have been like three and four way ties and in the it's, past. It's it's mm. emotionally just devastating. Yeah, so they needed to have a, a definitive winner. So Lord is cat. <laughs> K L T I'm sorry, sir, that's incorrect. Definition, please. so after her victory cat. Uh, Harini said, it's my fourth time at the B, and this is just such a dream, and, well, I'm just overwhelmed. What do they get again? What is the, they, they, I think they win uh, $50,000 yeah. in cash and prizes. Uh, so, yeah. It's, it's we used to one. have the uh, the spelling bee. We'd get against the uh, the, the wall, and the, the teacher would go down, you know, and, and give you each word, and then do an elimination round. I was terrible at it. Yeah. Terrible. She held up pretty well. Did you? Yeah, I don't know how much anymore, but I'm I'm pretty good with with uh, spelling. 
Uh, the annual spelling bee, which features elementary and middle school students, was canceled in 2020 due to COVID-19. In 2021, the first three rounds were completed virtually for the first time since the event began in 1925. So they did originally in 1925, they did it all online? Uh, yes, they did that online in 25. Uh, the finals... I'm trying to connect to you through my modem. <laughs> the one guy that has a modem. <laughs> I'm trying to connect to you through your stone computer. The final. <laughs> the finals were held at uh, the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex near Orlando, Florida, instead of the National Harbor in Maryland. Was it carried on ESPN? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? They, they feature it every year. That's how big it's become. And uh, I, I thought normally they found a, a date where there was no other sports activities happening. Uh, last <laughs> night happened to be Game One of the NBA Finals, but uh, whatever. <laughs> Sure. Why don't they combine them both? Yeah. By the way, on Thursday, uh, Harini defeated 230 competitors. Amazing. To win the top prize, besting 12 people in the finals. Uh, Words in the final rounds. I won't even be able to to pronounce (laughs) this. Do we have audio of this uh, at all? Uh, No. There wasn't any? Okay. Um, So... Some of the words in the final round include. I can't read it. There's no. There's no words on it. Including stumpers such as uh, Salarian, Pyrolidone, Pyrolidone, yeah, uh, Atukian, and uh, Senegexti. You're doing a good job. I mean, I don't know if you're. They're. I don't know if they're right or not. Pronunciation, but it sounds great. Uh, Salarian is, or oh no, I said Cerulean. Salarian, S C. Well. Should I see if you guys know how to spell right, that? Lay it on us. All right. Salarian. So, so, uh, K A T. <laughs> um, so, uh, definition, please. I don't know. Steve, it it, it's, sentence, a, it's a thing. Uh, it's I, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, word is Casquadorian. <laughs> definition, please. It's a thing. Salarian. Uh, I, I have no idea. I know solarium. All right, let me well, look wait, it like, up. Uh, let me because I, I can't spell it for you guys. I can't. There's I no can't, words there's on there's it. Why can't you spell it? I can't read it. There's no. There's no words. I can't read. I can't read. I can't read it. What? What, Kathy? Why can't you spell it for us? Because then that would give He's, away the that's answer. How we would know. We, he wants us to spell it. Oh. Could you please spell the word, please? Could you please please explain what we're yes. doing? Arboretum. <laughs> I'll spell it for you, and then you spell it. I was gonna look it up. Okay, so it is. <laughs> What? Nothing. She just realized what she up? did. Right. She's asking for the spelling, like, give me the spelling in a spelling quiz. And then I'll give you the definition. <laughs> Is of or relating to the Solaridae. Okay. All right. Uh, the Solaridae? Yeah. What the hell is that? I, I mean, don't know. I mean, that a, definition. There's a, no words a, on it. It is, okay. It's a budget car. One of a family of uh, Mercurin crustacea. Remarkable for the depressed form of the body and the broad, flat antennae, also used uh, adjectively. Adjectively. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, so what's the word again? Uh, it is uh, solarian. Solarian. Yes. And it, it pertains to a crustacean. Yes. Solarian. Yes. Solarian. Solarian. <laughs> All right. Um, S. If it's, it's a qu- uh, S. Done. Okay. <laughs> S- <laughs> a or O. It can go both ways. Uh, go O. S A. You say O. I go O. S O. I would say S C. Because that that's a good. Because I already too. said it. I started to spell it at the beginning, right, Case. No, no, because oh, I was thinking okay. of like scallops. Scallops, yeah. You're trying to think. Uh, yeah, but is he's it not SC? SC. 
Can I try? Yeah. S C E L E R E A N. Uh, no, that's incorrect. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. I'm probably S C A L L. Am I right so far? No. No. God damn it. All right, back to eating cereal. <laughs> maybe it's. We can hear. How, by the way, maybe it's. How much eat. goddamn cereal, right. Preston? Yeah. You've been chowing down this morning, Case. He's having two bowls of cereal. I, it's two bowls. Two bowls. It seems like you, you're either wear, wearing a sombrero or eating cereal this morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, I'm just... I... It's a Sombrero Cereal Friday. Can I just spell the word for you guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's S-C-Y. No. L-L-A-R-I-A-N. Would never have gotten it. A All lot right. of times, obviously, the, the, the definition will inform, and I, and that's why yeah. Case made a good call with the potential of, like, a, you know, the SC. It's not even on, I can't even, I was going to pull it up to see the pronunciation, and it's not even on dictionary.com. Right. Enter this, and I'm going to spell it for you, right? H-O-R-N-Y-M-I-L-F-S. <laughs> Horny milk. <laughs> 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 All right, Wait, let me, let me, let me, there a hyphen it's in there? No, it's, on, it's on MiriamWebster.com, Kathy. Okay. Solarian. All right, here we go. Here's here's another word for you. Uh, pyrolidone. Pyrolidone. Yeah, and that is, I'll give you the definition. Could you give us a definition, please? Pyrolidone, or uh, butyrolactam, is an organic compound consisting of a five-membered lactam, Making it the simplest lactam. It is. Was it, did you just burp, Casey? Yeah, you did. Okay. God damn it. It is a colorless liquid that is miscible with water and most common organic solvents. Can you Good. use that in a sentence, please? God. <laughs> no, I can't. Here, wait, I'll see if I can. Pyrolidum. Uh, pyrolidone. Pyrolidone. Yes. Pyrolidone. If you go with a PY, pyrolidone. I don't think it, it wouldn't be a PY. I'm going to guess. Okay, right. go ahead, Nick. P-Y-R-R-O-L-I... No, uh, pyrolidum. Lidon. L-I-D-O-N-E. Yeah. That's correct. Oh, yeah. nice. And you weren't looking... You're not cheating over there, are you? No, I'm looking at a map. Well, you got another computer over there. Well, no, I got email. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed, I'm supposed oh, to do yeah. a wedding shout-out to uh, Allie Craig. P-Y-R-R. Please. What made you think of the R-R? How'd you, why'd you put two R's Pyroclastic. Oh, wow. Which is good. See, that's you, it, he did the smart yeah. thing. He looks for a correlating word. I always try to think in the, in the terms of, um, like Casey did, okay, with the aquatic element, but and what word might be close to it. But, uh, the, yeah, that would not have gotten that one. Look at the big brain on Nick with a giant head around I that mean, big look brain. At it, yeah. Look <laughs> at that big brain on Nick. All right, let's do, there's just two more. All right. Uh, a toucan. A toucan. Oh, that's, is that what, um... Ryu yells when he... Uh, that's Hadouken. Okay. Yes, that's close, but not quite. Right. Of relating to or cons- constituting a branch of the of the Bororan language family. <laughs> Come on. The Bororans? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the hell language is that? I Bororian. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, uh, the Bororan language family. I didn't even know you guys existed. Where have you been living all this time? Wow. On the other side of that mountain. Yeah. That's where the Bororians live? This is a Western... Otukian. No, how east, how Eastern, completely Otukian of you? Eastern South American language is Bororian. Okay. And uh, what's Otukian? From, yeah, all right. Uh, oh, wait, let him try to spell. Are you going to try to spell? Yeah, you should try these. Okay, uh, say it again. I'm sorry. Otukian. Otukian. O-T... 
O K U I N. No. Mm-hmm. Incorrect. You left out the silent Z. O T U K I A N. That was close. Yeah, it's in the ballpark. I speak Barolo. And- All right, one last word, and uh, it is uh, Senegexty, not Felching. Felching. Can I use it as this? Senna Jexty. Senna Jexty. Dude, I'm trying to. Senna Jexty. And what does it. Oh my God. Could you use that in, this, in the next sentence, please? Can you give us the next letters, too? I can't. I just gave you the first two. What were they again? It's a noun. It's a, a, can you uh, give us uh, the first five Dude, letters? these definitions, I can't even. With the definition, I can't even figure this out. A Salishian. A uh, Salishian people of the Columbia River Valley in Washington and British Columbia. Oh, see, man, that's... And a Senegexti is a member of such people. Yeah, so they're Native American tribes uh, yeah. from that part of the world. Indigenous and, peoples. Yeah. You know, they're pissed off by the Bororians. <laughs> <laughs> the long-standing feud between the Bororians and the Senegexians. It's like Springfield and Shelbyville. <laughs> <laughs> we got that down. Quiz us on uh, the Shelby, Shelby... Shelbyville. ...noises, and we can nail that. All right. It is Senna... It's spe- I almost spelled it again. <laughs> spell it. I couldn't even host this thing, much no, less be a contestant. <laughs> we need a new host. Please stop spelling. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember at the Christmas miracle yes. when you went to go call Bird. the guy? Bird. Bird. Oh, God, that's the answer. <laughs> I gave the answer. All right. <laughs> Bill. Nailed it. All right, Bird. Nick. Senegexty. I, this, I have no Are you idea. going with C? Uh, I'm going to go with S on Senegexty, but uh, that's just a wild guess. All right, go ahead. Uh, Senegexty. S-E-N-N-O-G-E-S-T-I. Senegexty. C-T-Jexty. Is there an X in there? <laughs> I lost track of where I am. All right, start over. Can I use a number? Senegexty. S-E-N-N-O. Listen to me pronounce it. Okay. I didn't say Senojexty. Uh, I said Senojexty. Senojexty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, S-E-N-N-A-G-E-X-T-Y. No. And there is an X in there. It's S-E-N-I. Okay. J-E-X-T-E-E. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the fun. X was in there. <clears throat> and this is an indigenous people of where? Uh, British Columbia. Okay. Of, uh, in Washington and British Columbia. So, wow. So, yeah. The, 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 the 12 and 13 year olds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, the, give it. You <laughs> sound like Roscoe P. Coles right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> we're spelling this. Logan won more than uh, $50,000 in cash and prizes. Her name will also be on the Scripps Cup. Ah. Uh, she is the fifth. Scripps champion to be coached by uh, someone named Grace Walters, a former Spello fellow, Speller. Spello fellow. <laughs> they call me the Spello fellow. And fellow Texan and student at Rice University. So apparently Grace Walters coaches the best of the best. So, all right. You're anyway. the best. It's like, it's like, the, ver- it's like the, the thinking man's version of over the top. It's like that. <laughs> all right. What else I have there for you in the junk drawer? Uh, I, have a, I have a couple of um, uh, a couple of celestial events that are taking place. This one actually started this morning, uh, beginning uh, at the early at the onset of today. Five planets: Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn Blue are up. aligned in planetary early <laughs> order. 
Can we see it? Stop this it. Is Shut up. You can look up and see them, Kat. Oh, uh, so they are in a, in line? <laughs> Man, Shelbyville thinks we're so stupid. They're, they're five planets. Of it, so they're in that order. Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. So they're in their planetary order of, you know, from the Earth to the Sun. Does that, and that, you can see them in the sky in that order. Will it be overcast tonight? Left, right. No, it's going to we'll be. Look at it. It's going. It's. I mean, it's cloudy today, so you missed it this morning. But uh, is day different than night? Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow and Sunday should be decent. So the rare phenomenon has not occurred since December two thousand four, and this year, uh, the distance between Mercury and Saturn will be smaller. Stargazers will need to have their binoculars handy, along with a clear view of the eastern horizon to spot Mercury mm. near the start of the month. As June progresses, though, Mercury will become brighter and easier to see. Uh, the rest of the planet should be consistently visible to the naked eye. The best time to view the five planets is in the 30 minutes before sunrise. 30 which is like uh-huh. kind of when we get here. Yeah. Um so I when I when I park and walk here walking towards the um uh, the front doors that's where they are. They right. like like he- when we're heading into work in front you, of the building you can see them up there. It's it's really it's a good spot to look. So Kathy, there's a reference point okay, for you. Okay, good. Thank you. All right, so... Right over Target, Kathy. Uh, actually, it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the rest of the planet should be consistently visible to the naked eye. The best time to view, like I said, is in the 30 minutes before sunrise, the night before you plan your view, the alignment, just check when the sun will rise in your area. You know, in addition to the five planets, so the uh, the waning crescent moon will also be in alignment between Venus and Mars. That's June 24th. And unlike on the days leading up to it, this special celestial alignment can be viewed in the hour before sunrise. Uh, but by the next day after the 24th, the moon will have continued its orbit around the Earth and it will move it out of alignment with the planets. And if you wild. miss it this time, yeah. the next one will happen in 2040. So we're a little ways away from that. Oh, this makes sense. My boyfriend's friend uh, has a house, I don't know, somewhere up north where there is zero light pollution. And he goes and he meets up with people for, like, stargazing. For and he, yeah, <laughs> that's probably right, because there's a lot of just sitting around time. <laughs> no, uh, up there he, it's a whole other experience. Yeah. There's yeah. some place up there, they, the, the town wants to turn it into, like, a tourist attraction, but all of the people in this group are trying to fight it because they just want it pure, and they don't want any, you know, cars they don't coming want up. They outsiders yeah. here. But yeah. he, uh, oh, they have too many people for the RJ. <laughs> <laughs> but he takes beautiful photos during it. <laughs> people look at the sky and hoot. <laughs> Uh, and another celestial thing, Steve, you sent me this. Um, mankind's first look at conditions on a super-Earth planet 50 light years away is expected in the coming weeks via the James Webb Space Telescope. And NASA is bracing to see the stuff of nightmares. The planet, which is called 55 Cancri E, orbits so... Could you use that in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Uh, orbits so close to its sun-like star uh, that surface conditions could literally be like the hell of biblical description, a dimension in a constant state of burning. Is that amazing? <clears throat> yep. Data shows 55 Cancri E is less than 1.5 million miles from its star, which is 125th the distance that Mercury is from our sun. So Mercury is a hell hole. Yeah, and Imagine this is even that. closer than yeah. that. This is like 25 times closer. There is there is no sunblock for that, right? I mean, that, that would be impossible. Maybe like a 75 yeah, PSF, yeah. I don't know. But with surface temperatures far above the melting point of typical rock-forming minerals, the day side of the planet is thought to be covered in oceans of lava. 
Uh, and they said, imagine if Earth were much, much closer to the sun. So close that an entire year lasts only a few hours. So close that gravity has locked one hemisphere in permanent searing daylight and the other end, uh, the other in endless darkness. <clears throat> so close that the oceans boil away, rocks begin to melt, and the clouds rain lava. So, uh, and I, I read the article, Preston, I forgot, did they mention a guesstimate on what the surface temperature would be like? I, not in this article, no, it didn't say that. But they said it's it's pretty toasty. Yeah. Um, so Probably the, t-shirt weather. They're curious what uh, what type of um, atmosphere it has and, and uh, its rotation and all that stuff, but the, the, the telescope... Uh, is supposed to be getting back information that should allow them to get that. So, uh, so is Mer- is uh, with Mercury? Is one side always facing? I don't know. That is called you know because it mentions right. That's uh, a tidally. Um, they're trying to find out if it is tidally locked with one side right. facing the star at all times, or if it rotates in a manner that would create day and night. So. I don't know if Mercury is tidally yeah. locked or not. I, I Mercury don't rotates think it is. slowly. One rotation uh, takes nearly 59 Earth days to complete. Okay. Because um, I'd wonder what it would be like Like if one side... So you're that close still. It'd be like the McDLT, Steve. Right, exactly. Hot, hot side hot and the cold side like, cold. There's so not a lot what, of what atmosphere, would, though. So like a, a, a night on Mercury is, is cold. Yeah. But like uh, the the atmosphere on Venus is really, really dense and thick. And, and so it holds it in. It's really hot all the time in Venus. It's easier to explain. Explore Mercury than it is to explore Venus. Really? Yeah, I do the, know that the that the temperature is ridiculous. They tried to send some probe into uh, Venus not that long ago, and it failed uh, completely because it wasn't able to penetrate the atmosphere and, and uh, send back the information we were looking for. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. A couple other things I definitely want to get to before the weekend arrives. Let me, t- let me reach in here. Oh, I have one. Um, <laughs> uh, if you ever wanted to own your own. Piece of Apple history. Now's your chance. Only a few Apple One computers exist. Even fewer in a pristine condition is the one that's going up for auction. It may have gone up yesterday. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but this one was actually signed by uh, Steve Wozniak, who created yeah, it. I figured that's who uh, who would be the signer. Uh, so it's being sold by the founder of the APL collection, or the Apple collection, a guy named Jimmy Graywall. Uh, this Apple One has all the original components, along with a keyboard, monitor, and a cassette player, cassette player, uh, from the same era. Uh, the computer has an estimated value between four hundred sixty thousand and four hundred eighty-five thousand, but could fetch an even higher price at auction. Is there a price in there for an uh, Apple Two GS that a uh, Magnata family spent <laughs> a lot of hours playing Oregon Trail and paint shop? Who knows? Somebody might want to collect vintage stuff. You never know. <laughs> they, they do, and there is a big market actually for this. I, I'm sort of fascinated. There was a museum I was going to check out. I forget where I was, but didn't have enough time to. That was everything. You know, the the, the old the Newton, which was there. You know, predates the. Uh, uh, you know, like the, uh, the, the, the smaller pads, yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, a lot of cool stuff. It, for me, that's, that's just such a, an amazing history, especially if you look at what the, the first computer that Jobs and Wozniak built together in their garage. It looks so prehistoric. By the way, uh, Greenwald's collection of rare Apple products, which includes nearly 200 Apple computers, wow. as well as numerous accessories and memorabilia, uh, he eventually wants to set up to where the the public will be able to see these things and, yes. and maybe have a uh, pop up exhibition or a permanent museum. Yes, uh, for that, uh, Apple started selling its first ever product, the Apple One, about forty five years ago. Around two hundred of those were sold, fifty of them to a local electronic store called Bite Shop, and of those, eighty two or so still exist. 
And that makes this collector's item, which is listed on the Apple One registry as number 89, part of a very rare breed of historic Apple devices. And what's particularly enhancing is the fact that um, it contains all the original components and is in remarkable working condition. So I guess that's pretty wild. You can actually turn it on and operate it. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. So. All right, I'll throw in some of that paper with the uh, the holes on the side the that you have to peel paper. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You still have some of that? I have it all, Preston. My, really? my dad saved every piece of this computer. <laughs> I have the boxes. I have the computer. I have the printer. I have the mouse. Yeah, I'll bet you could sell that. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll, I'll bet I, no you doubt. could absolutely sell yeah. that and make, you know, not a ton of money, but a decent amount of change rather than having it sit around, you know? All right, uh, let's see. I got some other things. All right, um... The successor to the DeLorean DMC-12 is about to debut. Shots of the DeLorean Alpha 5, previously referred to as the DeLorean Evolved, EV, meaning electric vehicle, uh, showed that the hallowed supercar design firm, uh, it, uh, Ital Design, I think is how you say that, uh, largely forewent the DMC-12's blocky angle body in favor of a more streamlined aerodynamic form, but kept its distinct gullwing doors it and is fastback a, style strikes. It's a slick-looking car. It really looks pretty wild, and it has a very, very minimalistic cockpit. Yep, uh, that's where the most obvious similarities appear to end. The Alpha 5 is a four-seat a Grand Tourer instead of a coupe, and as a modern-day halo car for a new company, it's entirely electric. Roden Track reports that an unspecified electric powertrain paired with a 100 kilowatt battery will provide enough juice to hit 60 miles per hour in 3.4 seconds on its way to 150, as well as 300 miles of range. Other details are still scarce in the lead up to the full Alpha 5 reveal, uh, which is on August 18th at the prestigious Pebble Beach uh, Concourse d'Elegance Auto Show. Uh, the interior looks very similar to those of other popular high-end EVs, particularly the Tesla Model S, with one screen located in front of the central console and another large instrument display behind the steering wheel. Uh, DeLorean will also make a V8-powered sports car and a luxury SUV that may be powered by hydrogen. So when the, the DeLorean's getting back into the game. When the DeLorean came out, I thought it was, I mean, there was really not a lot that looked like that. It was very cool. You it, know, had doors, it, it had a futuristic look. It had a futuristic look to it. There were a couple things that would have changed. This this EV is pretty hot looking. Yep. And and you got to love the gullwing doors. Yeah, they're those cool. Are, those are really I cool. I wonder how useful they are, though. I mean... Practically, because they they don't extend when they open properly. They they don't extend out the width of the car. They shouldn't. They're they're supposedly <clears throat> to the width of the car. They should extend maybe more than a couple of inches more. Do you know what I'm saying? So that the, the distance, if you were to open a door as opposed to these wing doors opening up, it's not. I think a lot of people think that it extends out really far. It shouldn't exceed that. So um, that's a good question. I mean, because your your car door comes goes out. way out, right? You know? Right. So yeah. it probably doesn't extend as far as that does. And yeah, I'm so curious. It might, be, it might be easier to, uh, you know, in in parking spots and tight situations to to get in and out of that. And the only other consideration would be the height, but I most places I can't imagine where you'd be in a place where they'd have a ceiling, right? Right. 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 Yeah, because you would. I mean. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I I, th- I think I would be taller than how high up that door is. Do you know what's kind of cool? I mean, the, 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 uh, when we had um, we were with Karen Rogers for that ABC uh, segment we did about the uh, the auto show, mm-hmm. uh, and they had us in the the Rolls Royce, the, what they call the uh, the suicide doors. Yeah, yeah. That opened the other way. Yep, it's pretty wild. Those are pretty cool. Well, was there umbrella tucked in there too? There yes, was. there was. Oh, I love yep. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So it was inside the uh, the door, and the, that was pretty awesome. I think that was called a. Um, something like nice. Spectre. Maybe it was a Spectre. Yeah. Something like that. It had to do with a ghost. But uh, it was really, really cool car. The Casper the Friendly. Oh, that was the one. How could I not remember that? All right. Uh, another story. Jump drawn. Let's go. Come on! Uh, it's been more than two decades since John Madden has been on the cover of the video game that bears his name. But after his passing late last year, Electronics Art, Electronic Arts is bringing the Hall of Fame coach and Commodore back to the forefront. That's I think cool. that's nice. Yeah, yeah it's Madden. a good honor. Madden's visage will be on the cover of Madden NFL 23. Uh, that breaks the long tradition of using star athletes on the cover. And there was, how long did the Madden curse? Was that still a thing, Casey? Yeah, I don't know when. I mean, it recently is, I guess, the, the you know, when it stopped. I, I can't remember who actually made it through an entire season which, you know, essentially broke the curse. I, I can't okay. remember who it was. Whoever they put on the front would usually get injured and have a bad season, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the news comes on the 34th anniversary of the launch of the first game in the series. Uh, Madden will do more than front the game, however. He'll also be a bigger part of the play experience this year. Uh, the game will feature two versions of Madden leading opposing teams of all Madden athletes facing off in the 1970 Oakland Coliseum home of his Super Bowl champion Raiders teams. And additionally, remastered audio clips from his broadcast days will be featured in the game. And AE says other ways to honor Madden will be revealed in the coming weeks. Case, when was the last time you played uh, Madden? I usually, uh, probably uh, maybe two years ago. Um, Was it a good experience? No, because I suck at it, and my son kicked my ass. And, you know, like when you're losing 63 to negative 2, it's uh, not fun. So I, I wonder, and I, I, don't, I don't know if they would do this or not, because word was that uh, John Madden didn't really like his impression, but right. having Frank Caliendo be able to say right. current <laughs> players' names. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they can take all this stuff, and, and he can do some, uh, they, they can use old clips of him, uh, commentating and, and doing generic plays and so on and saying things that, that don't have spe- specifications. But if they really wanted to fine-tune this game... He could do it. Have him do that and be able to say n- current names of, of, of players that are featured on Well, him. Al Michaels also used to, um, because that was his uh, that was his broadcast partner, so mm-hmm. um, Al Michaels was the play-by-play guy. I don't know if he still does that or not. Um, yep. So... Uh, that's a good question because they, you know, they might just have that guy, whether it be Al Michaels or somebody else, doing the uh, the players' names. Casey, okay. one thing that always sort of perplexed me is, um, what were there any real noticeable changes from year to year? I mean, other than the cover, you know, if people. No, think- you know what, Nick? It's it's like watching your child grow. You know, you don't see it um, because you're there all. The, you know, but like if you were to take. I don't know, let's say the 2021 version and then, you know, put it up against the 2016 version, you would see a noticeable difference. Right. Like 2021 to 2020, not big, you know, uh, they just little tweaks, um, little tweaks here and there. All so. right. But uh, I mean, there's too, for me, man, there's just too many buttons. And I and like my son knows how to use every single button. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, it, and it's really frustrating when, you know, all I know how to do is go forward and side to side. Right. right? 
Yeah, I'm going to throw another Hail Mary on this one. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, EA has committed $2.5 million from the John Madden Legacy commitment to education, to sporting programming, over the next five years to College Track, Mission Bit, Street Code Academy and Girls Who Code, and another $2.5 million will be devoted to the creation of the EA Madden Scholarship in partnership with the United Negro College Fund. So, And you know what game I actually liked more than Madden was, uh, it was essentially the same game, but it was the college version of it. It was like, you know, NCAA 2K2 or whatever. Um, it was an EA sports game, but what I really liked about it, Press, I think you would enjoy it as well, is you could have the mascots play against each other. Oh, <laughs> oh that's awesome. Yeah, so like, the, you know, the Syracuse Orange Man, he's just an, ar- <laughs> yeah. an orange Big orange head, yeah. You'd have 11 of those guys on one side of the team, you know? Uh, It was fun. Yeah, it it, it, it just seems... I took a little dive into the game one time, and it just seemed far (laughs) too complex, you know, for a game that's... I mean, you got to know what you're doing, but the actual game itself is nowhere near as complex. Mm. All right, um, I got to get to a couple more things. I I don't want to leave these hanging. No, man. Uh, I am not familiar with this, uh, but apparently uh, veterinarians from uh, Eastcott Veterinarian Referrals recommends picking up a pair of dog sunglasses for dogs sensitive to bright light. Uh, And so have you ever heard of dog sunglasses before? I have not. No. And no. I'm curious, Nick. I've if, heard of dog tuxedos. If you can find a, a picture events. of dog sunglasses. I thought contacts, mostly, right? <laughs> uh, they should have a fitted visor for their heads. Um, certain conditions worsen in dogs when they are exposed to UV light. Sunglasses can help protect your best friend's eyes. And you can replace the dreaded cone of shame hmm. uh, with these sunglasses. Corey, yeah. We were talking Nick about Corey Hart, right? Sunglasses at night? Yeah. My dog wears sunglasses at night. You know where Steve, where it kind of makes sense is um, when their dog, when your dog sticks its head out the window. Yes, you know, and, and so it's eye protection and, right. and I guess light protection as well. Because those glasses go. There's no way dogs are keeping these on their face. Dude, my dogs, dude. forget it. They won't do it. Some do. We like, tried. Dude, I... Some do, yes. Yeah. Get Casey, I mean... we're looking at you right now. Get Reggie in the room and try to put your glasses There's on. There's no him. way that right. lunatic would keep glasses on. He what? might. He I, might. I, I um... met Reggie the other when we were down at Keenan's, and uh, he's giant, and he, there's no way glasses are Didn't he love on you, him. though? He what did, did I tell he, you? No, he was good. Anytime there's a new person in the house, that's his new best friend. But I keep seeing, like, people show me these videos of these guys that are, like, putting their dogs in backpacks and, like, taking them on, like, motorcycle or bike trips. And they're wearing goggles, man, you know? No, right. Listen, yeah, there are some dogs you can... Listen, we've seen gazillions of videos. Right. There, there are even some cats you can put a, a shark suit on and throw them on a Roomba, and they're happy. It's astonishing. Yeah. Come here, uh, I had uh, my my dogs won't let us put. We we bought for Halloween little yeah, hats for him to wear. No, no. Right, like Reggie, like five seconds at most, and I, they were gone. One year I bought Halloween costumes Sit. for the cats, and uh, yeah, that didn't go so well. All right, Casey's got Reggie in front got of Reggie him. Reggie here. All right, All right, you're gonna put your glasses on him. I'm gonna try. I got to get him to sit first. Sit. Yep. Okay. okay, put your head, put your face in my nuts. Okay, good. He just does everything I tell right. him to do. Reggie's uh, like a like a, a, a human sized dog that sticks his nose in your when ass. I, when I was at Casey's house, I, we were standing outside, and I just said, "Reggie, how does my ass smell?" Yeah. His nose was up in there. Oh right yeah, in your butt. Press, yep. he did the same thing to you. Oh, he did. and I actually let him go because my Reggie. butt was a little itchy at the time. <laughs> 
and okay. he managed to work some of it out. But he, it's right. like having a full-grown human come and jump on you. <laughs> or yeah, oh, This yeah. dog is not going to wear these glasses. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Come here. Reggie, sit. <laughs> oh, he's got him on. He's got him on. He's got him on. All right, now, now let go. And... I am. I am. Okay. Oh, there we go. No. <laughs> People are like, this is dog cruelty. No, nah, 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 didn't, he, yeah. he only put him on for a second. All right, leave him alone. He, I mean, he's adorable, though. He needs the uh, the goggles case that, like, wrap around his head. Also, don't make out with your dog. <laughs> yeah. You can't tell me what to do with my dog. Oh, uh, well. Uh, Nick is... He likes his finger, my finger. Gage <laughs> is right. There are a few texts coming in that people have uh, goggles. Uh, if they have their dog on a, on a motorcycle and so yeah. on, they'll put them on and they keep them on. So. Yeah, I think that would be the wind constantly blowing into a dog's eye. Could yeah. be a problem. Yep. So, all right. And then uh, one, one, more. one more story, and then we're going to wrap. And I'll go with this one. Uh, Colorado Governor Jared Polis had signed legislation this week that makes his state the first in the country to ban anonymous sperm and egg donation. Well, this is like after the uh, the Netflix special, you guys. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. Our father? Oh Kathy, yeah, you yeah. saw it, right? I watched it. Oh, wow. Insane. Wow. So, I- so the guy basically was swapping out his seminal fluid. Yeah, he was fluid. a fertility doctor, yeah. and he was using his own yeah. fluid, his own genetics to spread his seed. It's Wa- insane. Watch it. If, if, if you need something to watch this weekend, it's... Uh, Mind-boggling, and they hint that there may have been like a a, a plan behind this of to uh, you know something. It was to to grow the, the you know the whatever his his beliefs or his uh, his race, if you will. Uh, so anyhow, uh, don't. So here's the deal: on the new law, uh, um, adults who were conceived via sperm or egg donation have the right to receive information about the donor's identity and medical history. There you go. That's the main thing. So yeah. donor donor banks uh, must keep records. That include identifying information and medical history about donors and must provide it upon request to a donor-conceived person once they turn 18 or to their legal parent or guardian. And donations can't be accepted from anyone who doesn't agree to that. Because there are some people, as they get older, want to find out. They just, for whatever reason it may be, if it's medical or just a a general curiosity, they want to find out where they come from. Yeah, well, right? And so we know somebody who is adopted and he is having the toughest time trying to find out who his father is. Hmm. He knows who his mother is and his mother has stalled any any and all um, opportunities for him to find out um, who his father is. This so, is through a donor? Um, no, it's not through a donor, but, it's, but it is through adoption. But it's, I mean, it kind of sucks. And I, you know, I just sort of feel like, you know, this child not choose to be in this world. You as the parent did, and so like it's. I feel like it's the child has one hundred percent say in you know who he or she. If they want to know who their parents are biologically, they should be able to, whether it's through a donor or just a regular adoption. But I wonder how, how old is the person because I, there, a lot of times, I mean, from a long time ago, records were destroyed. It, it's very hard for older people to find right. their well, biological so that's parents. The thing. So this guy is, I can't remember, probably 30, in early 30s. He knows who his mother is. 
She knows who the father is. She will not tell him. Right. And a lot of times it was... (laughs) (laughs) We have him on the line. (laughs) And the reason he... What a donor. The guy's got three nuts. He's... Sign that guy up. Couldn't help but knock a bunch of people up. He's a Hank Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Why aren't you telling me? I uh, have three testicles. Wow. Well, that's an, that's a that's, that's an interesting, interesting situation. Yeah. I yeah. uh, wish him the best. Um, so also the 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 banks in Colorado must also request updated contact information and medical history every three years. There you well, go from the donor. And also um, health reasons. Did you say that? Yeah, for medical yeah. reasons. Yeah. Absolutely. That's one of the yeah. most important. What that's, you're genetically predisposed to. Some people use uh you know DNA uh yeah. like a twenty three me and so on to to maybe find mm-hmm. out medical history if they can through that. I know way. somebody who. Um, um, that that was the only reason why they wanted to contact them. They did. They mm. found out the medical history, and they were like, "Thank you. That's all I wanted to know." Yeah. And they had and that's no... kind of what this guy's situation is, Kath. Like he, you know, because he's very healthy and he takes care of his health, and he wants to know. And he also has a child of his own, so he kind of, you know, wants to. He wants to know if he's up against. Anything, yeah. If there are cancers, know? if there are, you know, all mm-hmm. kinds of things that uh, that genetically may be predisposed to. So uh, Colorado made yeah. that move. They're the first state to do that. So maybe more will follow. Good for them. We'll see. All right, uh, let me see. That is all we have time for. we got to wrap it up. Thank you for allowing me to clean out the junk drawer. We'll be back in just a moment. We'll get Bizarre File Stories when we return. The MMRB is coming to your neighborhood. Hang with Brent Porsche today from noon to 2 at the Blue Bell Key Bank Branch at 20 West Skipack Pike in Ambler for a community celebration with refreshments, games, activities, and fun door prizes, including gift cards from local small businesses. Join Jackson tomorrow from 11 to 1 at the new Truck and Jeep Accessory Superstore for Hill Parts. 2230 Marlton Pike West in Cherry Hill. Enter for the chance to win Roger Waters or Zach Brown Band tickets. Sunday from noon to 2, Jackie Bam Bam rocks the customer appreciation event at Stars and Stripes Harley-Davidson in Langhorn. More info at starsandstripesharley.com. Uh, hey, Casey, why did the blind man fall into the well? Uh, um, I don't know why. Because he couldn't see that well. <laughs> that was a dad joke that, that yes. Steve wanted me to share with you. I, <laughs> I actually, it's funny. I, 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 I have a, um, I have a one. list of the 101 best bad funny puns. Uh, okay. We, and we could get into that another time. Oh, absolutely. Do you want to yeah. do, do the other one I told yeah, you? Yeah, what was it? Uh, Casey, did you hear about the guy who fell off the 30-story nightclub? No, I did not. It turns out he wasn't a bouncer. <laughs> That's it. These are dad jokes. Those are good. Yeah. But, Those are now, good. the one that I really liked, Steve, that you told me a little while back, which was... And it's not really a, an, yeah. an answer and a punchline, but but it's to the person who stole my anti my anti anxiety <laughs> drugs. I no. hope you're happy. Medication. Yeah. yeah, I can't even tell the the joke. <laughs> to the my antidepressants. Right. Yes. Yeah. I hope, I you're, hope you're happy. happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I like presenting them as if I'm actually asking you a question. You guys are actually answering. Right. So right. But we yeah. figured that the, the dad jokes we automatically think of you. So, like Casey, this yeah. is perfect for you. What kind of a concert only cost forty five cents? Uh, I don't know. A fifty cent concert <laughs> featuring Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that yes. one. Yes. Yes. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. All right. Well, 
We'll go, Next, yeah, we'll so go we'll through those that. another time. All right, all right. All right. Maybe Subaru. Who knows? That's yeah. going to be... Uh, uh, by the way, we're doing a live broadcast on Subaru. And, and special revelation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I have an announcement that I'm going to make. And it's, we don't know. I'm, I've not told anybody on the show about it. You I, just told Gary Lauer. I'm probably going to do it in the 7 o'clock hour on Monday. So if you want to set a little note, a little reminder on your phone or something like that, I think you will like what I have to say. It better be good. Like, like we or the listeners or both? I think oh, everybody. Does Bill I think, know? I, uh, no, okay. no, 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 no. Nobody knows. It's kind oh, of a, so it's, okay. It's right. kind of a it's kind of a personal thing. Okay. Uh, but I want to save it, and and I thought a live broadcast might be a good uh, spot to uh, uh, to reveal uh, that information. So that's going to be on Monday. Just give you a heads up on that. All right. So let's do the B five. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Tacos and Tailpipes Charity. Car meetup sponsored by Clear, K-L-Y-R, Rum. Uh, Tacosandtailpipes.com to get the information. All right, this is, there's not much information on this, but I'm intrigued by this story. One of British Columbia's police watchdogs says that it wants to go outside the province to find an investigator into an astonishing series of allegations about what happened in a course that trains undercover police officers. So the course, uh, the B.C. Municipal Undercover Program, was shut down abruptly earlier this month following allegations several officers went to extreme lengths in a course scenario to prove that they are not a cop. So that was the course. Is you go through to prove that you're not a police officer. So those actions, because they're undercover, okay? Right. So those actions are alleged to include exposed genitalia, defecating on another officer. Oh, God. Penetrating an officer using a vegetable and removing oh. feminine hygiene what? products. Oh so, so there's a scene in training day where, uh, yeah, you know, where, where Denzel has Ethan Hawke. Yep, smoke. Yeah, some crack. Yeah, because he says, "Look, there's going to be a time where right. you're with some other people and you're undercover, and they're going to want you to smoke with to them. Prove. And if you don't, yeah, you're going to be saying that they're, they're going to know you're a cop. So they're saying that it's <laughs> oh this type of training <laughs> that they're doing. <laughs> okay, all right. So it's a little too much. BC Solicitor General Mike uh, Farnworth said this is an investigation that has to take place. I... We want it done quickly. We want it done right. That's what's that. going to happen. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean. We gotta prove that we're not cops. You gotta cramp on yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> uh some two dozen oh, officers I love this. attended the course that at the Sheraton Please on me. <laughs> the Sheraton Wall Center in downtown Vancouver, and they came with a wide variety of agencies. Good, uh, good, I'm buying it. Uh the course itself <laughs> is run under the BC Association of Municipal Chiefs of Police as opposed to the Justice Institute of British Columbia. Critics say they want an independent investigation into a fairly secretive realm of policing. And raise questions about what financial resources were spent. Well, what if I dock with Dombrowski? And whether it needed to be at a downtown Vancouver hotel. I I am dying to find out how this plays out. Wow. All right. Three people were taken to the hospital uh, after their car collided with a moose early Wednesday morning on the main turnpike in Scarborough. The crash was reported just before 1 a.m. after hitting... Why don't you forget the moose for a moment? After hitting the moose, the car, driven by 23-year-old Jordan Andujar, uh, struck a passing tractor-trailer as well. Uh, Andujar and his two passengers were taken to the main medical center with injuries police described as not threatening. What about the moose? The moose died. And was Why don't you yes. forget the moose? It's dead. For did, a moment. Did you see the footage of the, uh, I think it's from Canada as well, it had to be more than likely, of the, the moose 
chasing after the grizzly bear? No. Yeah. Really? I so, believe that. Uh, yeah. The moose Those was huge. Yes. Yeah, they're like 2,000 pounds. Uh, so there are hundreds of crashes involving moose each year in the state, according to the Maine Department of Transportation, which tracks collisions with moose, deer, bears, and turkeys. Oh, my. Uh, so, yeah, they had 45 crashes involving moose uh, through the end of May this year. So it's it mice is quite I'm sorry, yeah. with all the mice. Holy <laughs> mice. Uh, a quick-thinking custodian. Safely confined a curious cougar at an empty classroom. <laughs> Where exactly are we? After it entered a Northern California high school Wednesday morning. You guys watching Bridgerton? That's where that's where a cougar would be at the high school. Uh, the mountain lion casually walked through campus and decided to go into an English classroom. The custodian acted quickly and managed to shut the door behind it. Where did the boy shower? Uh, the sheriff's office. <laughs> Shared a photo of the big cat curled up inside of uh, Pescadero High School. They're beautiful animals. Uh, the student of the school district said that the mountain lion, which has been described as a cub, likely entered the classroom before school started and there were no students in the classroom at the time. So we've got a possum in a bar and a cougar in a uh, Yeah, in a high class. school. Yeah. Uh, the sheriff's office confirmed Wednesday morning that all the students and staff were safe. Uh, the incident occurred two days before the school year was scheduled to end. Police are investigating after a woman said an employee at a St. Louis McDonald's pointed a rifle at her through the drive through window Monday Jeez. evening. Yeah. Uh, police said that a woman was trying to get food around 9.20 p.m. when the employee pointed the gun at her through the drive through window. Uh, the woman called police, and when officers responded to the restaurant, the employees refused to allow police inside. To all be patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, and my rifle. An employee eventually let the officer in so that they could investigate. A police canine unit was was used to search the store, and police found two guns in the women's bathroom. Oh, boy. Uh, the victim was able to identify the employee who she, she said pointed the gun at her, and police took them into custody. Uh, they said he was a 22-year-old man who has not been charged as of yet. A second employee, 44-year-old man, was issued a summons for interfering with police by preventing them from entering the store. Well, a model with breasts that weigh a whopping 25 pounds Jeez, has each? claimed that she... I don't, maybe. I mean, yeah. Steve, they are... They're clearly like giant basketball implants, okay? so Such, a, such an insane... Oh, and her, and her face is... Done up. Uh, she had way too yeah. much surgery done. Like the way, way, way over plumped lips. Claims that she was kicked off a flight recently because of the way she looks, stating that she felt dehumanized by the airline. Mary it was crying something. Mary Magdalene arrived at, at the airport. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, to board a flight from Toronto to Dallas, but after making it through security and getting onto the plane, she was allegedly told to leave the flight. See if you can find a picture of her. Uh, so you guys can see. The woman claims staff told her that she was being removed for wearing headphones and not listening to instructions from the flight attendant. But Mary believes it was actually had to do with her looks. Uh, Mary was wearing leggings and a sports bra at the time and alleged that the crew kicked her off because she looks too explicit. Yeah. Uh, taken to her Instagram account, uh, she said, I was kicked off the flight. It was throwing <laughs> For how I look. Please stop discriminating. Please stop. This is disgusting. I feel so embarrassed and dehumanized right now. You guys have no idea, she said. Uh, obviously, my I'm very conservative. She says why my uh, uh, I was kicked off because I look too explicit. So, yeah, Nick found some pictures. <laughs> Nick, mm. look at this photo right here. I want uh, Steve. You have to. Yeah, I think you, I've seen oh, this. Steve, come you got to go over and take a look. Uh, at this too. One. Yeah. 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 I yeah. know this one. So she got it's kicked ridiculous. off. Ridiculous. Yeah. 
right, and then uh, we'll end with this. <laughs> a woman in Spokane, <laughs> Washington, admitted this week to starting a massive fire at an area home depot to serve as a distraction while she and two accomplices made off with a six-pack of paper towels, a bag of miracle Grow, and a black and a roll of black wire and a potted plant. That's right. Set a fire? Yeah. Kenny Calvert. And by the way, what do you hear about the size of this fire? Uh, Katie, uh, Kenny Calvert uh, was Kenny Calvert. Uh, arrested while attempting to shoplift at another Home Depot in the city, but authorities had already gathered enough evidence to charge Calvert with first-degree arson for her alleged actions. This infuriates me because it's at a hardware store. Uh, she entered the home improvement store at about 9 o'clock on May 19th, pushing a shopping cart and carrying a lighter. Surveillance video showed her moving from the garden center to the main store. Uh, before the fire started in aisle two, where outdoor power equipment and fuel were kept, officers said the fire quickly erupted into a 25-foot flame Jeez. that would have destroyed the building if not for the store's sprinkler system. Authorities estimate that the fire damage caused between 6 and $7 million worth of damage. Oh, my God. Ironically, wow. Calvert is the one who alerted Home Depot staff about the fire, though according to court documents, she did so casually. As she spoke to the employee, she allegedly fire, dropped fire. a Bic lighter on the floor by accident before quickly picking it up. So I mean, why were they stealing this stuff? Were they going to go home and build a volcano? I don't know. But I'm they, looking at some photos, though, man. And, like, there's just water damage everywhere from yeah. the sprinklers. And it, like, it, the, it looks like the entire store is ruined. Yep. Destroyed. All right. And that's it. That's what I got in the B file for you this morning, friends. All right. We are going to take a quick break. We will come in just a moment. Am I giving this away? Yeah, you can give I didn't know I had these. I have a pair of tickets uh, for, yeah, in fact, we'll take color 10 and 11 uh, for the June 7th performance of Freestyle Love Supreme. This is the Manuel yes. Miranda thing, Yes, right? and it's uh, it's apparently like a free form. It's just like an amazing stage show. It's at the Miller Theater, which is formerly the Miriam Theater, and the show runs June 7th through the 12th. So this is for June 7th. Uh, and did I say number callers? All right, 11 and 12. Thank you. 215-263-WMMR. Tickets available at the KimmelCulturalCampus.org website. You can check that out. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Letter of the day. No, that's not next. Seek. No, not that either. <laughs> Lesson question. Yes. Yes. Thank yes. you. Trash and music news. When we get back, stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's a Friday morning. All things are wonderful. Casey's still remote broadcasting. We're hoping to change that, although he won't be back in the studio next week. No, 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 no. Uh, He'll be with us at uh, Subaru of America in Camden, New Jersey. Uh, This is for Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, Of course, they won again for the largest uh, donation from a company, group, organization. And we are stoked to head back there once again as a thank you to them. And it's what they, you know, it's what they, their prize that they get for sure. 
Uh, so we're going to have a good time, and we're looking forward to it. It'll be our first time doing a Monday live broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it actually gives our engineering team a little bit more time to get set up because they're going there today <laughs> Yeah, uh, to start setting up our stuff. And, then and uh, we owe Matt Ritter and all of the guys a... Uh, oh couple broadcasts. Yeah, we do. Uh, and we just, we own the world because they're, they're fantastic and they, they walk the walk. And uh, and yes, I'll have a special announcement uh, Monday morning that nobody knows nobody. but me and, uh, and your shadow. And I want to see what you guys think about it. So that's Monday morning, probably in the 7 o'clock hour. I'm so curious as to what this could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, at first, I thought, oh my gosh, we're going to be broadcasting live from Hawaii. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. that was like yeah, the Subaru then, dealership in Hawaii. Right. <laughs> There's Subaru there, yeah, isn't yeah. there? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's definitely our next broadcast. <laughs> Subaru. Hell yes. Casey, would you get mad if he planned all of that and didn't tell you? No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. All right, but that'll be Monday morning, so get yourself set for that. We're going to do the lesson question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks Coldplay. And that show is June 8th, rapidly approaching. So the question that I have for you is this. Who will be the first American Pope? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. That's from uh, early this morning, pre-7 a.m. Who will be the first American Pope? Yes, true. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Garden State Home Loans. Now is... It's still a great time to cash out and refinance your mortgage. Interest rates are still relatively low. Visit GardenStateLoans.com for a quote. NMLS 473163, Equal Housing Lender, New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Snoop Dogg disappointing some fans by announcing that he's canceled all non-U.S. tour dates for the remainder of 2022. Snoop, who admitted excessive pot smoking is making him paranoid, says he did not want to risk falling off of the earth, which is flat. So there you go. (laughs) West Side Story star Rachel uh, Zegler. She's wonderful. She's been confirmed as the star of the new Hunger Games prequel movie. The new movie will take place before the Hunger Games when food's a bit more plentiful and is titled The Rather Peckish Games. And finally, Queen Elizabeth has unfortunately had to pull out of the Platinum Jubilee events taking place today. Buckingham Palace released a statement confirming Her Majesty would not be participating in the wet t-shirt company. <laughs> Shut up, bitch! <laughs> wow. Wow. <Yes. laughs> Hollywood trash. All right, thank you, Steve. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the lesson question. Uh, who will be the first American Pope? 215-263-WMMR, the number. And let's see. It is Ray that we got on the line. Hi, Andrew. Or no, not Andrew. Andrew is the other guy. Ray, you're on the line. Good morning, Ray. Morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right. Who will be the first American Pope? Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Matthew McConaughey is correct. Hang on the line. We're going to set you up, my man. And by the way, then we have breaking news that I have, uh, Marissa, if you want to get ready for that. We have a pair of tickets for you, Ray, as MMR rocks Coldplay, Music of the Spheres World Tour. And like I said, it's rapidly approaching. It will be June 8th. At Lincoln Financial Field, some tickets remain via Ticketmaster. Complete details at WMMR.com. Before you hit that, Preston, did, uh, did you read that one yet? I did, yes. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Here we go. Break, break, breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Do, 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 do. Uh, the Phillies have relieved uh, Joe Girardi uh, as the manager today. 
So they let him go. They're playing tonight, by the way. Yeah, Angels yeah. are in so, town. So what happens then? So they're going to have... Uh, they bring in Andy Reid. No. no. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> at this point, he'd be, he'd be a better option. The bench coach, Rob Thompson, is going to be the interim okay. manager for a stretch. They had to make a change. I'm, I'm not surprised by this at all. It bums me out. I like Girardi as a person. Yeah. But they've way underperformed this year. Um, you know, back at the beginning of the season, I predicted they were going to win the NL East. And I was way wrong. <laughs> and uh, there's seven games, I think, or six or seven games under 500. Uh, it's a shame. They did a lot of really nice moves in the offseason. I thought they were going to be much better than they are. They're not. And uh, and sometimes there has to be a fall guy, and in this case, it's Joe Girardi. Although, you know, some of the blame lies on his shoulders, too. And this is, this, they've really been talking about this for a while. Like, this isn't at shocking least, at all. At least a week. I mean, he probably, they probably could have let him you go. you and I were talking about yeah. it like three weeks ago. But they, they, they suffered some losses to the Mets and to the Giants games that they should have won. Probably some decisions he made that could, were regretful, and uh, and that, I'm sure, it was the straw that broke it's the camel's back. funny. They brought him here because he, was have, he had had such a success. Yeah. And, oh, here's the guy who's going to do it. He beat the Phils in the World Series in 2009 as a member of the Yankees. And, uh, I mean, Joe is a proven winner in his career as a manager and as a player. Uh, that just didn't happen here in Philadelphia. And what bums me out most about it is like when you, you meet guys and you kind of like them personally, right. yeah. and then they just uh, they don't pan out um, as as head coaches or managers. Flyers uh, fired uh, Ellen Vigneault last year, and they brought in an interim coach, Mike Yo, who apparently is a really nice guy as well. Flyers didn't do any better under Yo than they did under um, Vigneault. So like, who knows when these decisions are the right decisions or the wrong ones? But it's sort of the nature of the beast in sports these days. Yeah, it's too bad. Did you ever have a jerk mate? Uh, <laughs> yes, Yo. <laughs> You ever heard of Jerkmate? Yo. Yo, ever heard of Jerkmate? So, uh, anyhow, thought we would pass that along. So, uh, Joe Girardi has been let go uh, from the Phils, yes. All right, um, music news. Let's do that. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Take a vacation for your taste buds at Rita's with the new Tropical Paradise Ice. And you can get your tickets to Paradise with great treats like the tea. Huh? Tahiti Gelati. Oh. Uh, the Bahamas Blendini. And the Maui Frozen Drink. And uh, you can cool down at Rita's. Uh, just two items to pass two. along to you that I have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the band, The Strokes, had to cancel uh, another show due to COVID. On Thursday, the band issued a statement via Instagram story. Wait a minute, I have three stories. Um, Three? Telling fans that they are unable to perform their headlining set for the show tonight uh, because of COVID. It was at the uh, Primavera Sound Festival. Uh, They said the band is committed to returning full force in Stockholm and playing next weekend in Barcelona. My tummy hurts! We deeply apologize. The festival made a statement to fans to let them know uh, they've tried everything to make it work, saying that they have been concerned since the band's cancellation of their Boston concert in May. Uh, the band is already in Barcelona, with the exception of one of its members who can't travel due to health reasons. Well, if you're going to convalesce, I guess that's a nice place to convalesce. Yeah. I'm in Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> uh, I was watching a, a stand-up comedian, and I forgot who it was, but he was saying oh. someone used that term, Barcelona. And she's like, yes, that's how they say it there. And he goes, oh, well, we're not there right now. So you sound <laughs> you sound stupid. <laughs> uh, during a concert on Wednesday night in Cincinnati, Slipknot stopped their performance so that Corey Taylor could direct EMTs to a fan in the crowd who appeared to be in need of medical attention. This has happened a lot lately. Yeah, Taylor told the crowd, hold on, hold on, guys. Uh, there, uh, We've got somebody, uh, something going on. we right got there. someone right up here who needs a nose job. Right there. <laughs> 
It's just a very large <laughs> nose. And very large nose is blocking the people behind them. The guy down here, guys, clear the way. This guy has a huge honker. <laughs> uh, nobody said, can we get some EMTs here? Everybody back up. Give them some room. Give them some room. Make sure that they can get in. Their nose is in the way, so make sure you get out of the way. Initially, they were confused because he was calling for CPAs, and, and they didn't know it. <laughs> we need a couple of CPAs up front here. Uh, once the singer, Why are no medical people coming? Once the singer confirmed the fan had already been safely escorted out of the crowd, he said, I just want to make sure that they get somewhere where they can get uh, looked at, guys, and I promise uh, they'll be taken care of. And he thanked the audience for their uh, cooperation and being patient. One last thing. This is pretty interesting. A Judas Priest concert without leather and studs. What? According to Blabbermouth, that's just what fans got at the band's May 31st European tour kickoff at Berlin, Germany's 600-capacity Huxley's New Wealth. Uh, and they said, uh, in fact, uh, Richie Faulkner from the band posted a message to social media. It said, last night in Berlin was glorious and something I've never done with the band before. No leather, no studs, no screens, no motorbike, no massive light show. Not, not a, a single, single luxury. luxury. <laughs> uh, no, no massive light show or inflatable Birmingham bowl. Was it khakis and topsiders? Uh, exposed speakers, just jeans and T-shirts. A small club, and it was purely all about the music. All of us together and the raw power. And the raw power of the music. It was truly a great experience and one I'd love to do again sometime. Never done an acoustic? Not that I know of, no. Right? It just doesn't seem like a band that would go... Acoustic. He said it's great when you uh, when you strip all the way back to what you're, it's all about, the music and the people and our great heavy metal community. Thank you all for making it such a special night. So they didn't have to get into costume. Ah, there we go. Uh, per se. So that's it's like us. Every morning we're putting on our makeup. Yep, getting ready for it. Kathy puts on her star child makeup. You know what? <laughs> we're going to be getting dressed up and ready for an event that we have coming up. And I have a little detail that we have not passed on yet. We have the Preston and Steve sorority party at Parks Casino. And ladies and gentlemen, this time around, our activity will be <laughs> square dancing. Yeah. All right. And we've by, talked about it so much. And by that, I don't mean two-stepping. I don't yeah. mean line dancing. I mean square dancing, old school, in the high school gym. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Marissa got in touch with some callers. That's what they call. They yes. call these dances. They call the callers, and they are excited to be a part of this. You so, said you said they were fantastic. Yeah, there's some local square dancing groups. Um, I have to get their exact names. We just had a, a call yesterday, and they are ecstatic. They were asking me how many people will be there because that depends on how many circle or squares squares, squares yeah. they have. Yeah. And they're going to give. Uh, it's going to be fun. You, you'll get. I'm sure they'll give the lesson. Almost you know, oh, yeah. You got to learn. That's, I learned it in elementary school. I forgot a lot of it. At almost any event that it has it that you go to, they do a tutorial. Excellent. Excellent. And they'll show you what, what all these, like, promenades and Alaman and all that stuff means. Bow to your partner. And then we will do it. Right. I, dude, this could be a lot of fun. Well, it's typically eight dancers, right? I don't know. In a square? Yeah. 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 Good question. So. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be breaking up in groups. Maybe we'll have to do a couple of sessions. I'm not really so sure. So if we have, uh, we, we're going to have probably a uh, couple think, hundred people. Yeah. All right. So yeah. we'll just have about uh, uh, maybe... 50, 60 different squares. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but listen. I've never done this before. I've never, ever, ever tried square dancing. It wasn't a thing that we did in my school. It's, it was so. really what the purpose of it was. There were two things to get you more um, comfortable, uh, you know, and, and actually to learn your left from your right, but also um, 
for to, to get comfortable with the opposite sex. Yeah, it, it's funny because at first it's very awkward. Yeah, but then when you start doing it, you're like, this is kind of fun. It's good, yeah. Uh, and then you so, move to the lumbar. Well, the girls coming will likely be bringing a guest. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be, it's gonna it'll be, be girl on girl. Them. Listen, it's gonna be all ladies. It's a lot girl yeah. on girl action taking place. Girl on girl square mm-hmm. dance. Okay we'll that. be the only fellas there, so we'll be have to we'll have to have one of us in a group. You know, I'm gonna bring my fiddle. You should bring yeah, your yeah, fiddle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to take um, eight callers right yeah. now. 215-263-WMMR. Two requirements, ladies only, uh, 21 and older. Yeah. And uh, you can bring a friend, but uh, ladies only. So yeah. it's a sorority party. That's we're the we're only doing. fellers. Yep. So uh, it's from 6 to 8 p.m. Wednesday, June 15th. It's a Wednesday night, and we will be in the Liberty Bell Beer Garden at Parks Casino in Men's Salem, which is really big. Yeah. And it's a big open room, so we're going to move all the tables out, and we're going to do it there. And with the beer and the active bar, it's going to be drunken square dancing. 215-263-WMMR, and uh, all attendees get the complimentary first drink. We're going to have a happy hour buffet and all that good stuff, so... Um, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So we'll, let's get you on board. 215-263-WMMR. Eight callers. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Wrapping up the program when we return. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are wrapping up uh, today's program. Uh, a Friday. Happy about that fact. And, uh, yeah, we need, to, we need to thank one Casey boy for... Calling in all this week, setting up at his house on the tail end of the bid. How you feeling, by the way? Uh, I feel good. Thank you for asking. Um, I was uh, fortunate. I didn't get sacked too hard by this thing. Uh, Just uh, some fatigue and, you know, uh, it was actually kind of (laughs) nice. I am a little bit lonely, though. Uh, it's just been me and Reggie down here, so. Well, you're all, uh, it's, you're on the men getting back yeah. to civilization, so it's all a beautiful thing, so. It's been nice to be able to, uh, be able to do this, so. Nice. Uh, welcome, Pierre Robert, to our studio. Hello, sir. Uh, fine, thank you. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, just said hi, that's all. So. <laughs> Casey, how are you feeling? I'm good, Pierre. How are you? I miss you, buddy. I miss you, too. Um, you got? Did you get double-vaxxed and then the booster? Double-vaxxed and boosted, which is why I assume um, I didn't get hit too hard by this thing. Right. So so important to get uh, your your vax, your original vax, and then your booster. PA.gov um, slash COVID can tell you how to do so if you haven't. And then um, at some point you'll be eligible for a fourth booster. Uh, my doctor said, why not wait until the beginning of the fall where we may have another resurgence, mm. which we don't really want to hear about. But if, you're, if you've got the vax, you're in much better shape uh, to deal with it, and it doesn't affect you as opposed to those who don't get vaxxed and get this. And it can still – we've still lost 175,000 people this year alone. So it's – I mean, it's not what it was, but it's still a threat. Still so, can be, yeah. Yeah. So all right. take care. Um, All right, should we do the letter of the day? First, I want to have Bill Bean of our MM Army come up and say something. Okay. Bill, good morning. Hey, Pierre. Hey, I'd like to see you. What's up, Bill? Good to see you, man. Good, nice and close. Right? I want you to say what you say for me every year around December. Say it real quick. Yeah. 
right. It's going to be the best Christmas ever. Thank you. Okay. Okay, you can go now. <laughs> okay. All right. What was I that just, about? I, I see uh, you. I love Bill Bean. He's been, how long have you been on the MM Army? Only 22 years. Okay. Oh, my God. 22 and years. And he's still only a lieutenant. You know, we've got to promote faster in our Army. All right? You're at least a colonel in my book, buddy. All right? All right. Off you go. Is there a gas leak in the uh, yeah? What's going on here, in guys? The, the office that Why? we weren't aware of? It was just... good though. It was good. Oh no, it was good. I, I love Bill. Love having him in here. But you just seemed best uh, Christmas ever. Kind of yeah. I just needed to throw that out there. Okay. All right, man. Mm. You uh, got it. Uh, because Sometimes you need a little Christmas right going... this very instant. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I got COVID at Christmas time, and I didn't do my Christmas show. And your Connor suggested, "Why not do your Christmas show on July twenty oh. fifth?" Such a great idea. And um, then promoted yeah. on June on 3rd. June third. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't pr- do anything early, I so know. Yeah, no, we're getting way out in front of it. For F's sake, yeah. you know. I mean, for me, this is really good. Uh, no, it's good. So topic. I'm thinking. I, I I forget which day July 25th falls on, but hopefully it's a weekday. But if not, it could be close to that. Why okay. is it Christmas in July when really June is halfway? I have no idea. Mm. Okay. Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. Just because it's a, probably the hottest month of the year, feels and more not right. very Christmassy. It'll be a Monday this year, Pierre. So you'll be oh, on Monday, okay. July twenty fifth. There's nice. a gas leak in the building. <laughs> Apparently, there's yeah. some kind of thing yeah. going on, or you know, a carbon monoxide, or Something. I don't know what. Yeah. yeah. Uh, radon could be anything. Should we do the letter of the day? Yo. All right. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A is in Apple. All right. And we'll take caller four at 215-263-WMMR. If you've collected the four letters, that's all we have this week. It's been a short work week. Then we will uh, set you up with a very cool prize. 215-263-WMMR. Caller number four, you get to take a shot at this. So give us a call right now. Uh, I'm sure you got some good stuff planned. It's a Friday after all, right? It is a Friday. Um, we've got Orange Loop Rock Festival tickets to give away, uh, which is cool with all those great bands coming uh, this month of June in Atlantic City. Um, and um, we've got this weekend the Bam Bam Jam. Mm. I know you will be there with your metal and studs on, Presbo, uh, at the Keswick when uh, Tom Kiefer and um, his um, band will do a lot of Cinderella music, as well as L.A. Guns, Faster Pussycat. It's a good lineup. It is. A, yeah. It's actually a great lineup. Dude, we had, we had Tom in here to perform one morning, and I was just... Listen, I like Cinderella. They were fine, but uh, of those bands, I kind of disregarded them a little bit. But he came in here, and he had a fantastic voice. We were all blown away. And he was doing some real kind of bluesy stuff. Yeah. It was impressive. Very impressive. He uh, is a great singer. Yeah. Uh, and um, and, and a, quite a character. And the host of the show is, I don't know how he sings, but he's quite a character. Yeah. Uh, that would be Jackie Bam Bam. <laughs> so it's a Bam Bam Jam at the Keswick. Uh, he was, last night I heard him say, it's the fourth annual. That means you do it every year. He hasn't done it in years, um, but he kept saying it's the fourth annual. Um, so if it if there's one next year, it will be the fourth annual. Right. If it skips a few years, like it has, I mean, it was before COVID. Even I mean, they were very erratic. The Bam Bam Jams, but uh, but nonetheless, 
There is a Bam Bam Jam Saturday at the Keswick Theater. A few tickets remain if you'd like to go, and we'll do uh, a block of Cinderella in honor of that. Block of Pearl Jam, and then yesterday was the anniversary of the uh, release of Darkness on the Edge of Town. Mm. Tomorrow is the anniversary of the release of Born in the USA, so we'll have a Born Darkness block (laughs) of Bruce. Love it. Yeah. Excellent. All right, well, we're looking for caller number four. Let's get him. Let's give away this prize. I'm going to go to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Good morning, sir. Good morning, bitches. All Good right, morning. Kevin, you being the fourth caller, get the honor of giving us the word of the week. What is it? It is Java. Great day in the morning! That is correct, Java. And Kevin, we got a really cool setup for you. We have the summer concert triple play at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, we have a pair of tickets for each of these shows. You're going to go see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett on June 25th. Then you're headed back there for Dead & Company on June 10th. And you will round it out with the Red Hot Chili Peppers at Citizens Bank Park on September 3rd. My man, congratulations. Thank you. Excellent. Hang on the line. Pierre will see you there at a few of those shows, I would imagine. You bet. We'll be twirling together, bro. Yeah. Is Dead & Company who all's in Dead & Company? Or? Bob Weir and okay. John Mayer, uh, which you would never have thought would work and absolutely works brilliantly. And the two original drummers, Mickey Hart, uh, who you've had on, and uh, Bill Kreutzmann. Nice. And uh, a couple of other great players. All right. So uh, tickets for those shows are on sale at Ticketmaster. And you can also go to WMMR.com and get complete details. Details. Uh, thank you to the sponsors of our show. The program is brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Trinity Rehab, locations all over and now opening King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. And finally, uh, the show is also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, next week, just one of the things we want to remind you about, uh, our Subaru live broadcast on Monday. We're excited about doing that type of thing once this again. Monday? This Monday. This coming Monday. Wow. And I have a special announcement that I'm going to make. Nobody knows about it on the show. No one, period, knows yep. about this. We're married. Uh, well, <laughs> hang on. Don't spoil it for everyone now, hon. Right. Uh, so, no, but I have, I have a big announcement, and it is, uh, it's of a personal nature, and I think that uh, you're going to want to tune in for it on uh, Monday morning. In the nice. 7 o'clock hour, we will do that. So, that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great weekend. Give me another kiss. Come on. All right. We'll see you. Bye-bye. <laughs> WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two bat two bat bat badooga got bat bat.